Welcome to episode 658 for the week of December 10th, 2022. I'm Chris Rivetier, back bringing you RPG Cast every week with RPG news, reviews, and people who don't have a clue like Chris Rivetier, me, and other people who do have a clue like Jonathan Stringer joining us for the Hello. first time in a while. Hello. I think it's been three months since August. Yay. And you know what? I completely guessed at 654, and I was only four episodes off. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Almost almost got it. It would have been the next one if I hadn't taken a break, Uh, I think. Yeah. Also, joining me, Kelly Ryan. Can't talk dragon riding. Can't talk dragon riding. I'm hunting mounts in WoW at the moment. Kelly, we're playing (laughs) WoW and we can't stop. Somebody help us. We're back on the wagon. We're back on the wagon again. Game has actually been very good, so I'm okay with being on the wagon. I don't feel like I'm Stockholm syndromed like I was with Shadowlands. You know, I think this one seems to be a lot more popular because my Battle.net friends list of old WoW friends and even friends I just know elsewhere have been a lot of them have been playing it. And mm-hmm. I remember in the last expansion, it wasn't near this many people playing it. So, a little mm-hmm. anecdotal evidence there for you. Yeah, the last expansion had just crap story and lots of stuff that felt like chores that wasn't very rewarding. And it just, it felt like a complete step back from some of the good stuff that they had done in Legion and even BFA. And in this one, they, I, you can tell that they learned from their mistakes because there's a lot of stuff in here that just doesn't feel like chores. Um, you're you've got four factions that you're working with and every time you unlock a new uh renowned tier there's like a new thing to do so i i unlocked rock climbing the other day which uh, um gave me a new set of world quests that are like actually kind of fun because they're like little puzzles that you do um to get rewards and have you felt the same way chris uh i was updating the stream thing um <laughs> You said something about rewards. Yeah. I, I don't know. I Some people think that it's chores. To me, it just feels like every new thing you do gives you a new other thing to do. So the, there's two ways to think about it. It's either a list of chores that you have to do all of them, and there's lots of them, um, sort of. Back to that in a second. Or you have options to progress no matter what you want to do. Yeah, And there's no way to give you the second of saying like, hey, no matter what you want to do, you can build up your character without making it seem like there's a lot of things you might feel you must do if you want to maximize everything. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing that they did do that did reduce the burden that you might feel is the daily quests um, last for two to three days or so before mm-hmm. they respawn. So and you can do them all in less time than you took you to do all the dailies in Shadowlands. So, oh God. yeah, that took yeah, a while, the, right? So now the, you the dailies just don't feel like a big burden, and they don't just keep popping up every day, or the world quests rather don't feel like a big burden that pop up every day. Um, and then you could just feel like hey, I'm done for a while, I'll go play something else for a day or two. 
Yeah, the the World Quest and Shadowlands were just awful because they would be multi-step World Quests. So you would think that, like, okay, I just got to go kill the boss. Well, no, now I've got to go unlock a thing to kill the boss that will unlock another thing that I got to kill another boss. And nobody liked it because... A lot of people like me kind of pop on on their lunch break. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, bear in mind, this is post-COVID. So a lot of people would pop on on their lunch break thinking that they could, you know, bang out like a couple of world quests. And you can only get like one or two done because Blizzard decided that world quests didn't take long enough. Mm-hmm. People didn't like that at all. Well, that has been changed. <laughs> better. There are some world quests that just like take some pictures of animals. Like you literally do Pokemon Snap, and it <laughs> takes you twenty seconds. It's great. Yeah. And well, here, have a hundred gold. Okay, cool. Thanks or whatever it is, <laughs> and some rep. It's, it, it's a variety of things to do. It's not just go ha- kill ten bears and hand in ten bear ass. It's like take a nice relaxing river ride. Go do a dragon race. I don't know if it's a relaxing river ride if you're getting in that boat with the Tuscar, but yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I, I've loved the dragon races. Uh, those pay know. well. That's 500 gold yeah. just to do a dragon race. And you could do them on uh-huh. alts like every few days. And like here, there's 2,000 gold per character. As many <laughs> characters as you have since dragon riding is account wide. Just go knock it out. There's a bunch of gold. And they take, what, eight minutes to go do them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, have, have you liked the dragon riding? I'm, I'm in love I do with love it. the, oh, I do love the dragon riding, but, um, I'm, I don't like trying to get gold. So I enjoy riding around the zones, but I don't like trying to maximize the courses. I feel like some of the courses are mean and I know they're supposed to be, but like, so I got gold on all of the regular races. As soon as I tried to gold the advanced races, it's like, no, I'm not doing this anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the advanced races are pretty hard, and <laughs> I can't tell if it's bad level design or if it's um, them being trolly with the level design. I just know that I, I hate trees at the moment. I, I've I have lost many a race because... Because I tried to whip around and get the camera got stuck in a tree and I missed the ring. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or um, they, they'll deliberately put a ring like just a little bit above the ground. So yeah. if you're not careful, you'll graze the ground and end up having to like waste your stamina trying to uh, kick back off the ground. It's like anything like it, dragon racing feels good when you succeed and terribly annoying and repetitive when you fail. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't even att- attempted to try to do any of the PvP ones yet. Yeah, me neither. Oh, there's PvP racing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So, so, the, so the dragon riding, Jonathan. For, if you don't know, so you played during flying mounts, right? Oh yeah, I've played. I didn't play Shadowlands. I played Battle for Azeroth. Okay. Have you played Guild Wars two? Yes. Then you might know the the mount system there. At least the current. If you've played modern Guild Wars two, they have all these dragon year. mounts. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Played like a year or two ago. Yeah, they kind of put the advanced mount system from that into WoW. Oh, okay. So you, it's not like hovering or anything in Guild Wars. It's like having momentum and gravity and all of that fun stuff. Hmm. <laughs> he may not have gotten that far. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> oh, I was asking you, Chris, because I hadn't played Guild Wars 2. Um, my understanding is just from people who say that this was ripped off from Guild Wars 2, even though we've had people in the chat say, hey, I know the person who worked on it. It wasn't ripped off. It was developed on its own. But no matter I mean, what, the it feels similar. <laughs> I mean, WoW isn't adverse to quote-unquote ripping off things to uh, see the professions this expansion. Eh, whatever. They... It, it, it feels the same because they're both modeled after bird flight, right? So, um, well, I, yeah. I was talking about how the professions this time around are straight out of uh, fourteen. Are they? I don't think they are because you don't get like the specialization uh, stuff in fourteen. Yeah, just the the equipment and having the same stats and stuff. Um, that's been my one complaint is that I'm not a big fan of the, how the professions work this time because I think it's way too complicated. And no, I, I like just, it. I think it's good. Um, I'm disappointed though, that people aren't into it. Like it seems like people who are doing it, enjoy it, uh, I guess, except you, <laughs> but, but like not enough people are enjoying it um, because they're not doing like the crafting orders. Like you go up there with a character and there's no crafting orders available to, to, to craft and it's like well great i don't know it's one of those things that uh, i'm the type of crafter that pretty much likes to rely on myself so when i have to rely on strangers to get stuff from my own crafting i get frustrated yeah but i know that that's also a me issue and that's kind of not the point of crafting in an mmo is that it's supposed to create this natural economy um, and it doesn't help that my main profession is an engineer, which most engineer things are only for engineers, so I can't really take advantage of it. Hmm. But that's just how it goes. Um, so I, as soon as, because there's a bunch of engineering rep recipes that I'll unlock um, when I get Valdraken up to a certain level. Mm -hmm. So um, once I unlock those recipes, then I'll be able to do more of the crafting orders. But yeah, other than that, I've been having a good time with WoW. Um, the story has been excellent. Uh, there, there were definitely a couple of early quests that were giving me allergies. Yeah, sad dwarf on a ledge. They're doing the thing where like the small stories matter again, and mm -hmm. and feel impactful. Um, and the big story is a story, and I feel like it's it's kind of like oh we have to restore the dragon's power and it's like why because why because that's why we're here okay well, what are the implications for this uh we don't know yet that'll be revealed later um well, go go fly a dragon okay <laughs> I, I thought we had to uh restore the dragon's power so that they could beat the bad dragons yeah, but like there's nobody else who can beat the bad dragons they make the bad dragons out to be pretty nasty. I don't know. We got a lot of heroes who've killed people like the Lich King. <laughs> or Deathwing. Tam's like, story is still crap then. Well. Um, hey, hey, speaking of uh, De Deathwing, are you, are you Team Sibillion or are you Team Rathion? Team Rathion. But Tam, the story feels better than BFA. Oh my God. And Shadowlands. <laughs> like, it's it doesn't feel like horse crap like Shadowlands story does and it doesn't feel um completely just dropped and abandoned for the entire time that you quest like it did in bfa it is better written like i will say that as silly but i'm just acknowledging that this whole like we need to go make the dragon strong again kind of came out of nowhere 
And if you can get over that, the rest of it feels okay because they're referencing things that have actually existed in WoW before, unlike Shadowlands, and they're not mm-hmm. just ignoring it for 20 hours like they did in BFA. All right. <laughs> He's make, right. Make, yeah. dragon, make dragons great again. Um, Sorry. What did you say, <laughs> Kelly? I'm sorry. I cut you off. I said, I said make dragons no, great No, before again. that. Before that. Um, are you Team Sibillion or are you Team oh, Rathion? Right, right, right. Rathian, because he's the only one who's actually done important things like stab an old god in the eye to, mm-hmm. you know, make the world better. And Sibelian went and hid in Outland for 15 years or whatever. Like, whatever. No thanks. Not not to mention Sibelian is, or Rathian is, you know, kind of cute and he's given me cloaks. Eh, and... Whatever. Like, I'm not going to judge them based on their hot, hot or not status. No, this that's isn't the swipe only... left for dragon. That's the only metric you judge. <laughs> dragon boys on <laughs> how has he sugar daddied me and how hot is he is that yes. it <laughs> yes well, so you're, you're not immune to that it doesn't like, matter like you can change your choice every week it's just like a, a rep thing that so this story is gonna have nothing to do with your choice i can call oh, it now they're gonna become bros in the end because they are everybody brothers. thinks everybody thinks that they're gonna like this is just a ploy and that they're gonna have ed- how do you say his name? Ebion? Abyssian become the aspect? Oh, yeah. out of nowhere? I yeah. think he's... Uh, that would be out of character for him. I think he's too worried about re-corruption to trust himself with that much power. But all right. You know, it's it's Blizzard writing, that's maybe. That's theory, and of course, that's, that would be very Blizzard of them. And then, you know, later on, have it be retconned by some unseen force that was pulling the strings on all along because Blizzard's gonna Blizzard. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know who I don't miss in this expansion? Sylvanas. <laughs> but what if it was well written, Sylvanas? I mean, if it she was hasn't well existed written... for a while, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> and and that's hard for me to say because Sylvanas is one of my favorite characters of all time. But mm-hmm. I got so tired of her and her crap. So and... how much of the story lore stuff from? Shadowlands, do you do you like is this kind of extending off that? Do you nope. need to know it or is it kind of nope. branching nope. off its own new thing? <laughs> there, it's, I've seen like one reference to it in some lore books, like um yeah, make sure not keep your tear telling everyone like or or Odin telling everyone, don't tell the mortals about the Shadowlands. They can't comprehend it. And <laughs> which is a way to kind of hand wave why it never came up before. But that's that's it. That's all I've seen. I, <laughs> I feel like Shadowlands was a blank that everybody immediately forgot about. Uh, yeah, that was I, weird, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, yeah. back on Azeroth. <laughs> so I, I was talking to Vaughn, and WoW does like to go go back to their old content on yeah. occasion. And I said, you know, if somebody just gets killed, what's to stop us from going to the Shadowlands and just finding them and then saying, hey, what was up? With we that? didn't even need the Shadowlands. We did that with uh, Cenarius or whoever and his kid, like or Malorn, rather. Like, it's it's already happened before. And, like, they established that one area of the Shadowlands is dedicated to doing exactly that. <laughs> Restoring strong spirits. And I bet you we're going to see Sarah come back. Because why not? Because <laughs> why not? But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a marked improvement. Um, I, I've been amused at all of the gay creatures. Mm-hmm. They have a they have you playing matchmaker to a lot of gay couples in this. It does seem expansion. that way. Yeah, it comes up a bit. 
Um, I wonder if they're overcompensating for something. Years of not representing diverse couples. Yeah, but I'm I'm not complaining. I'm okay with it. Bring on the gay centaurs and the gay Tuscar. Um, Also, Tuscar allied race win. I want the centaur allied race. Though I don't know how flying mounts would work with them. I don't know how any mounts would work. Would the mounts just carry them? Is that how that would work? (laughs) Why not? They grow wings to become Pegasus and Pegasi, Pegasus, Pegators. So so they they can look like uh, some of the butt Pegasus pony plushes that I've seen. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's about, but all right. (laughs) I'm kind of scared to ask, Kelly. (laughs) I don't think I go into that area of the internet. When MLP was at its prime and people, there were a lot of bootleg plushes, um, they didn't know where to put the wings. So instead of on the back where a pe- they would normally go on a Pegasus, they would put them on the butt. So Why? it created some interesting <laughs> body horror situations that was funny. All right. Well, like we've seen Japanese butt wing angels and stuff before, though. Like that's mm. a that's a thing. Like you see it a lot in Disgaea. Hip wings or whatever. Uh, well, heck, uh, Wakanda Forever had Wait, Manatar but- when? Wait, so is that the top half of a man and the bottom half of a man? Is that just a human? What's that, Vaughn? That's uh, Tam. Okay. It says Overlord. I don't know what he's talking about, but all right. Uh, the I, anime? But- I haven't seen, I've only seen the first two episodes. <laughs> but, um... Wakanda Forever had the character with the foot wings, and I'm just, you know, he's like dart, darting around. I'm like, that's impossible. How can his wings carry him? Um, oh, goodness. No. No, Tam. No. He just sent me a link of a Mantar. It's instead of a body half being, bottom half being a human it, or a horse, it's like a bent over human running on all fours. It's ter- terrifying. It's wrong. Everything's wrong about it. It's wrong. It's kind of creepy. It's terrible. (laughs) Also, that would really hurt their bottom hands. Yeah, just a tad. Oh, you're you're terrible, Tam. That's an awful image. (sighs) You're you're only just now figuring this out. I'm I'm also surprised my husband didn't send something similar. It's it's just wrong. I'm I'm in the Twitch window, wrong Twitch window anyway. Um. I've I've got another Twitch window open and Why are we talking to... about mantars and butt wings? This is a terrible topic for our return. Um do you want me to talk about other weird creatures that sure. you catch? Yeah. Um I, I rolled credits on Pokemon last night. Oh, that's like a week ago, Kelly. Come on, that's so old. Get get with the times. Get with the times. Are you four hundred out of four hundred? Like me and Anna? Not are? yet. Um I don't think you can get 400 out of 400 until uh, you finish the game, can you? Yeah, you have to finish the game. Um, Because I need to unlock five-star raid battles to get some of the really hard-to-get ones. Um, Unless your wife wants to hop on later and help me like trade to get a Gengar. And um, it would have to be me because she is, um, she's already got her copy on the kitchen table to trade away, so... Oh, okay. But yeah, anyway, hit us up later. We could probably help you out. Wait, aren't you playing Scarlet? I'm playing Violet. 
or I'm playing Scarlet as well, but I should have most things. Because I'm playing Scarlet too, and I needed stuff from Violet. Well, okay, I have some of it though, because she gave me extras. Yeah. Um, I think I mostly need a bag on and that uh, penguin with an ice cube on its head. Oh, yeah, I've got one of those in my boxes. And I need uh, somebody to trade me the motorcycle one just so that I can have it in my Pokedex. That we do have. I have one of those I can trade with you if you trade it back. Okay, but but then, you know, it made me wonder if you trade that mount Pokemon, does it break your game? You get two. Oh, you get two. Yeah. Because there's the, the, the big one that yours is scared of. You get to go back and tame that one and get oh. it in your party. And that one's tradable. Okay. okay. That's perfect. I could just stick that. Or, yeah, I could try to trade somebody for that. So it, it, It's like an extra one there specifically so you can trade it with your friend with the other version. Okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> why, why or you can they have two of that? them if you want. I don't know. <laughs> why haven't they done that this whole time? I don't that- know. So you absolutely cannot trade the one that you actually ride. Correct. Okay. Huh. That that's interesting. Cause, cause, um, so did you finish the game? Yeah. The, the way you actually got to fight with that uh, particular Pokemon was neat. How they kind of broke the fourth wall that way. Um. Did your game chug like nothing else when you were in that last area? I mean, it was chugging the whole time, Kelly. It's got a memory leak. If you leave it open too long, it chugs everywhere. Oh, so I probably should have shut it down at some point. Um, the, you know, the, the graphics problems didn't bother me in exactly. the game. Exactly, and, and that's why I didn't shut it down, because I wasn't it, bugged. <laughs> um, it didn't bother me until that last part where it was trying to process like all of the sparkles and all of the other stuff that was going on in that area. And it was like, okay, I'm glad I'm not epileptic because this would almost give me a seizure. This is so bad. Um, and but I, I liked how the story kind of wrapped itself up at the end. Though I must say, it parents in the Pokemon universe are terrible. People. They are. The parents are <laughs> awful. All the parents are bad. There's I, I no feel good. Like, like everyone's so focused on you know underground cock battles that they they you know these are the sort of people raising children and so they're terrible um you got a society based around like people doing immoral things and raising animals to kill each other like of course they're bad to their own children i I just feel like people don't realize pokemon is an apocalyptic hellscape (laughs) i just i feel like the past couple of pokemon games has had like a parent that's uh Gendo levels of terrible person. Mm-hmm. Get Gendo with Kari. I mean, your it. mom shows up at the beginning and doesn't do anything. Like, I, I, I still prefer the mom from the one who like actually participated in contests and gave you a oh. contest kit. That's like the best mom in the series. The rest of them suck. <laughs> and was where's your the- damn dad? <laughs> oh right, he should. He, you had a your dad was in the um the Hawaii one, right? He was a gym I leader, like, I think. Yeah, I, I, either that it was um, Sapphire and Ruby that your dad was gym leader, okay. and that's the only one where you've actually had a dad. One of them, Everyone yeah. Else. Yeah. 
everywhere else. It's just been nope, absent father. Um, so yeah, uh, Pokemon parents, terrible people. Um, I had more to talk about with Pokemon, but I guess I don't. Um, I don't think it's as terrible as people were making it out to be. I don't be. think it's terrible at all. I think it's one of the best Pokemon games I've played. I, um, I agree. I think it's very entertaining and it was very fun. I don't I don't think I'm going to be going back to play raids more. I, I did that for a bit, and that was fun to hang out with folks on a Discord and jump into raids endlessly. But like, ultimately, the user interface there kind of sucks, and um, mm-hmm. I think I feel good and done for now, and I'll go back when there's some giant patch or DLC or something. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be DLC. Um, like a huge DLC expansion or something like the original with another huge island for us to explore, which I, I'm down with. I I do kind of wish that there was a little bit more for us to do in the world of that Pokemon itself. Like, I don't know, um, side quests or more collecting of things or whatnot to give us kind of a reason to explore a little bit more. I mean, do you unlock the legendaries? I That's what I need to go do next. Not that it's good collecting of things, but there are 32 things for you to collect to do that. Yeah. No, I just, I remember in the expansion when I got obsessed with collecting diglets and I like stuff like that. Oh, well, get the four birds of a different color. Oh yeah, there's that. You know, there's just I, I think that they could have had a couple more collecting side quests to do that would have been interesting. You know, to give give this huge. World Why don't you make a, a sandwich? Reason. I I made several sandwiches. Do you know um, the power I, of the ham sandwich? Is it a magic ham sandwich? It's a magic ham sandwich that spawns so many Clefairies, and you can <laughs> you can mount so easily or level so easily. Excuse me, and um. Yeah. Oh, um, that's the power of the ham sandwich. And then there's the peanut butter sandwich, which is good for egg breeding. Oh. There's something aphrodisiac oh. about bread, peanut butter, regular butter, and bananas. I I mean, there is something awesome about having a fresh tub of peanut butter and making yourself a peanut butter sandwich. That's that's comfort food for me. Um I I oh, and there's some shiny collecting too. Um, have I told you about my shinies? Um, no. Tell me about your shinies. I I uh, was just kind of wandering around, and I see a pink pig. And for some reason, I had it in my head that the pig had color variations, like um, the bird. Some of the birds do. And I no ca- catch it, and it, it has the little shiny mark. I'm like, wait, did I just catch a you shiny did. pig? You got a shiny. I pig caught and- a shiny pig. It's like he's just sitting there, just chilling. And it, it cracks me up that those those pigs, their shiny variant is like the classic pink pig, like Babe. I was just like, this this is adorable. I can't believe I have a cute little pink pig. And then I'm get in a fight with something else, and out of the corner of my eye, I see a blue lichen rock. And I'm like, wait, is there a shiny blue lichen rock just sitting there chilling? And I go to try to catch that one, and it roars twice, and it misses. Thank God for the missing. And, yeah, it caught me a, a blue wolf, a blue lichen rock. And you were telling me that this game has a lot of shinies compared to other... Well, it, what it has is way more spawns of Pokemon quickly, and for you to see them on the overworld. 
So before, mm-hmm. think about it, you had to get into a random battle that takes time to load, then you see if the Pokemon is shiny or not, and then you go from there. Here, they just keep spawning on the overworld, especially if you use a sandwich that spawns that type of Pokemon. And then there's ways to boost the shiny uh, spawn rates, and the swarms boost the shiny spawn. Like, this game is just made for shiny hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous one, Arceus, was too. Um, and I was talking, the mouse finally has the fr- worst shiny. I don't know what its shiny looks like, but there is a rare version that only has three mice instead of four, which is kind of sad. <laughs> this family is small. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the, my- the mouse house. Oh, yeah. So there's different variants of that. Yeah. Oh, huh. wow. He just linked me a picture of the shinies. They look the same, <laughs> <laughs> which is a problem. Like, some shinies you can barely tell are any different. Yeah, no, I I accidentally caught one a long time ago, or in uh, the Isle of Armor, um, where I did. It was just a buffalon just hanging out. I was like, oh, new Pokemon, and wait, 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 why is it doing that flashing thing? Oh, I just caught a shiny, and I look it up, and it's like just slightly browner. And yeah, I absolutely cannot stand the ones that are just. A little bit off. How about on the stream? Can you see, like, their body is slightly brown instead of slightly gray? Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see it. I can see it, and that's stupid. Yep. (laughs) That is terrible shiny design. Yep. Ah. Um, but yeah, that's Pokemon. Wow. Um, Jonathan, tell me how Tactics Ogre remastered is. Should I get it? Should I get it? What version Tactics of Tactics Ogre, Ogre should I play? There's like twenty of them now. There's four. Yeah. There's the original Super Nintendo one that was only released in Japan, but you can get it translated. There's a translated patch. Then we got the uh, PS1 release, which was basically just a straight port of the Super Nintendo game. I don't think many changes were made. Yeah, you could like suspend in battle and a few. QL things like that were introduced, and then the the nice PSP remake remaster, mm-hmm. more of a remake. Let us clings together. Yep, yep. That one that one was great. Um, it it made some some significant changes. It added some content, uh, in game content, the world system. It added you know the pirates graveyard, other things, and changed the way it played some the story, and that setup is mostly the same. Uh, w- despite a few added characters and dialogue changes. And then this one is kind of um, another modernization of the PSP. So this is really the PSP game. Uh, you know, they, they did some graphical updates, the, the, the new music score. Um, the big one is just how the combat works and leveling and all that works. That's, the, that's where the biggest changes are. Um, and just general quality of life things speeding up you know training you don't have to grind and get in a bunch of random battles uh it made things that to me the biggest killer of the ps bird i wouldn't say the killer nothing killer was it was a great game the biggest burden or annoyance with the psp version was doing the crafting system which now yeah it was such a oh and because when you crafted something, you could get a one of a kind item, and the thing you were wanting to make out of it wouldn't have a hundred percent chance to to create. And you'd have to go and click and individually, manually, say this one item needed like twenty different ingredients, and some of those needed to be crafted too. 
you have to go this like string of creating okay i need six of these which means i need 12 of this thing and eight of this thing and it's pain so now it's it's so automated and easy you just say okay automatically create this create this and then okay create this thing and it's 100 percent. so it all it, it makes it pretty trivial mm-hmm. uh so that those kind of quality of life things are nice but uh loving it it's you know tax sugar itself it's one of my favorite games of all time i think it's got a a love the political story um i've I've gone through all three of the story paths now i'm working on the palace of the dead i'm pretty far to the end of my first run through the palace of the dead doing the in-game coda stuff Uh, i've done there's four coda episodes after like the each of the main three stories um and there you can unlock some extra characters, see some uh, more, you know, follow up. And I've never actually done the Coda stuff before, even from the PSP version. So that part's going to be new for me. I've uh, with Reborn, I've actually beaten all three story paths before in the past. PS1, I did the Chaos Run. PSP, I did I did uh, law and chaos and then this time i did neutral as my first one it's the first time i've ever done a fresh neutral run so that was that was fun and different but uh i've put in a lot of time into this one it's and then i'm chasing a few we got three steam achievements left which is the last one is just having all the other steam achievements so i really just have two left to go and gonna do all that in game stuff so i probably still have at least 30 or 40 hours left in it but uh, it's great. I love it. And if you, you know, if you're in the know, you probably already know if you like the game or not. It's been around. Um, it does make it more accessible to new players, I'd say, that haven't played it before. So, would you say that this is the definitive version of this game? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, the PSP version with the One Vision mod is really nice too. Though leveling up new classes from level one is always such a pain, and having and it was kind of a slow progress, a little bit of a slog to do that. Uh, I imagine, especially with this game, one being on PC, which is another thing that that I like about it. You know, just it's not on a small PSP screen or on a PSP emulator that doesn't look all that great on a, you know, blown up. Um, that it's, you know, is it the the best one in every aspect maybe not maybe there's some things that you could argue one way or the other you know a few controversial things um are the little stat uh cards that pop up during the the match i like it because it adds variability and reactiveness to it mm-hmm. um to where these cards will randomly pop up some people hate it i, I you know i i don't agree but i get it um, it's new and different. It's not their, you know, their old tactics or they're used to. And the other is some of your skill. A lot of your skills now are more automated, which I actually really like. Um, I love like, even like when like Final Fantasy 12 did it, you know, unless it's like a special battle or it's hard, you weren't doing a lot of your buffs and debuffs you know it's it, it did it mostly just by doing damage to them and them doing damage to you. Mm-hmm. And so, in the a big one for like your casters, you you started with like very low MP and you gain it throughout the, the the battle. And the old version, you'd have a thing called meditation, which you'd spend a turn, and it would give you you know like forty MP, and it'd be you know enough to cast a spell on the next turn. Or now it's an automated skill you can put in there, 
and there's a chance that it'll proc at the beginning of your turn. Ah. Uh. So some people hate that because it's random. A lot of the stuff's not random, so they can't rely on getting, you know, meditate MP. So the the bonus is you don't have to if you get it, you can cast something that turn. Um, but you don't know if you're gonna get it or not. The you know, the negative is well if you don't get it, then the other one you could guarantee you got it, but you had to spend a turn to use it. So I like I like the automatic automatic triggered skills personally. Mm-hmm. And they also tied more skills to some of your weapons, and I think it, it just works better. They do limit you on four skills and four spells where the PSP was like 10 skills, I think, 10 or 12. And I think it was unlimited spells to use. Um, I think the skills are still fine. Uh, when, when some of these are automated and the ones attached to weapons and such and the armor, your your skills are... Uh, and they also kind of combine some skills, multiple skill, old skills in the one. You kind of get about the same or even more maybe than you used to. Uh, but I do wish I could have a few more spells because then it makes me... If I want some utility spells, right, I have to sacrifice some damage dealing spells and, you know, and unless you want to. So there is a mechanic where you can scout the battle before you go in, mm-hmm. which is, is really cool. So you can see what what you're going to be facing. So that means, oh, I'm going to I'm facing a lot of dragons here. So I'm going to take my Dragoon and the Dragoons can kill BCZ or dragons. And, and he and then I can know to put. You know, dragon the dragon killing skills on him instead of the beast killing skills. Or oh, I see a bunch of griffins. Okay, I'm gonna take my dragoon now and put the beast killing skills on. Or mm-hmm. oh, there's a bunch of undead, so I'm gonna put exorcism on my cleric, and maybe I don't have exorcism on there all the time, so I can put it there for leave it open for another another spell. So if you really wanna, but it's a bit of tedium to go and do some of that instead of just saying yes, go to the next battle and not worry about what's there. So. There's a you know plus and minus with each, but I mean I'm loving it enough to where I've sunk in a ton of hours and time into it. Um, you guys have been talking WoW, and my brother and some of my old, old WoW buddies and friends are playing, and I've even after swearing I wouldn't play anymore WoW again. I've been tempted to, <laughs> but I know if I get sucked into doing that, I'm gonna discard my finishing up of Tactics Ogre. So. One, the way I'm doing it now is like, okay, I'm going to finish up and do everything I want to do in Tactics Ogre. And then if everyone's still playing WoW, then I may reconsider if I want to get into it or not. So uh, the plus uh, the plus is maybe they, they, they've burnt out and they're already tired of it. And then I you know, don't even have to bother. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my WoW story right now. I'm I kind of annoyed at myself for actually considering playing it because I was like, nope, never again, never again. I mean... There was sort of a small part of me that wanted this expansion to be kind of bad so that I could swear swear it off for good. (laughs) So the fact that it's actually good, it's like, oh, damn it. I guess I am back on the wagon for a while. But at the same time, you know, when when I quit WoW in 2020, it felt like I broke up with a long-term partner. (laughs) I, I was so sad. And then all that crap came out, and it was like, okay, I broke up with a long-term abusive partner. <laughs> and um, supposedly things have gotten better there. And Yeah, now they're one. crunching on Diablo 4. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> that that uh, mount for pre-ordering is tempting me way too hard. Mm. Um, 
But you're talking about tactics, Ogre. It, it sounds like there's a bunch of stuff to really customize your character. Oh, yeah. And that sounds like fun. Now, one thing that some people don't like, and okay, the, you, you you brought up a, a, a one of my mini gripes. Uh, not mini, like in multiple, like little small gripes, I should say. Like M I N I, mini. Um, is that, okay, you know, in like Final, I don't know if you play Final Fantasy Tactics, but. You know, the job system and you switch from one job to another and you retain some of the skills to use to where you can kind of custom make classes, sort of. Mm-hmm. A few skills from this class and a few skills from this class. So Tactics Ogre on the PSP, Let Us Clean Together, allowed you to do that. Now, some skills were exclusive. Even if you unlocked them, you couldn't transfer them over. But a lot of the skills you could kind of, okay, I can't get double attack until I unlock Ninja with this guy. And then I learned the, the double attack skill from Ninja. And then I moved into a, a Berserker, and now I can att- you know have two one-handed axes and double attack with a Berserker. Right? You used to be able to do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which to me is, is is it helps continues like you know character growth and and trying with different different classes and leveling up. Now it's all the skills are like you you open a class or you sorry, not open you you switch a character to a class. And depending on what level that character is, they just they automatically have access to all and only the skills that have been selected for that class, uh, you know, pertaining to what level they are. So you can't do that. Okay, I'm going to level them up some as a berserker, and then take this, and then make them as a a terror knight, and use some of the berserker skills. Still, no, that's gone. So that to me takes away some of the fun customization you could do. Yeah. Um. Which is a negative. Another some thing people don't like, which I actually like, is they they put a level cap, and so as you progress through the story, there the level cap goes up, and so no matter what you you know at this point in the game you can't just over grind and over level and make the content trivial. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like that. You know they want to just grind up and make everything a cakewalk. I actually enjoy the challenge and being able to not accidentally over level myself. And then make things too, you know, from random battles, make things too easy. So I do actually appreciate it. It makes the game challenging throughout. Um, and it is a pretty challenging game. Uh, there's some crazy people that do a no in-cap run, which, so in the game, your character goes down and incapacitates. You have three turns to revive them or you lose them forever. Mm-hmm. Well, these people go and they don't even let any other people get incapacitated at all. And <laughs> there's a uh, there's a little a title in game you unlock for it, but... It's just not worth the the trouble because there's some bosses that are pretty uh, souped up that'll one shot some characters, especially lower HP ones. So yeah, no, uh, not not worth the the stress of that. <laughs> is there selectable a selectable difficulty or is it? No, nope. it's all okay. one difficulty. Yep. All one. So it's funny. I've uh, I've been telling a guy I work with. He's uh part of the management team I'm in. He's he's from UAE and he loves he loves RPGs, Final Fantasy and playing some and he's never actually played a tactical RPG before and I got him on this and he was up he was up till three AM one night. This guy like never stays up past like midnight, so <laughs> he's like, Oh, this is so addicting, I'm so hooked, the battles are so fun, so and I knew he he'd already said he likes playing chess and stuff and he loves RPG stories, so I was like, Hey, I think you're really gonna like these tactical games and he's he's uh, hooked like I, I've been so oh it sounds it sounds like fun it sounds like I need to pick this up at some point 
I mean, if I, you like I, triangle strategy and those things, then uh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I played the crap out of the PSP one. That was oh, okay, my... then yeah, this is this will feel right at home if you played a lot of the PSP one. Yeah, that that was my go-to. I'm at the laundromat. I have an hour to kill. Let's do this <laughs> game back back in the day. Um, and I I didn't even finish all of it because I think I got maybe one path done and got distracted by something shiny and never finished the rest of it. So. The story of my RPG life and <laughs> yeah. so I make that's why in the past bad me would have gone and played WoW and then. Got, bad me like you're yeah. an evil villain <laughs> yeah <laughs> the undisciplined jonathan would have switched to wow already and followed the new fun thing and left that one like 80 percent done and then when you try to go back and do the 20 percent, it's just not clicking because you've taken too big of a break that's where i've so many of my rpgs i've played have, have gotten to that point so i unless i just don't like the game i've been forcing myself to like nope finish this one first until i go on to the next thing finish this one first it's it's is that working good do you like that though okay uh like it well i mean i i find i need to do that because then i have all these like half beaten games everywhere and then when i eventually go back to play these games i start from scratch i'm like this is such a waste of time you didn't did my mute did I mute just then? No, you're fine. You, what you, you, what'd you say? For a second. <laughs> oh, I well, my mute button was being weird, and I had to ask the dog if he needed to go out, and I didn't know if that picked up on the mic. Oh, you kept saying, "Do I need? Do you need?" And then yeah. it okay. kept cutting out. <laughs> my bad, but I'm still right. working out. You, you guys yep. got me that mute. I've button got one of those too. It's because it uses issues. software. It's not perfect. <laughs> okay. It's not as good as a cough button that just hard cuts the mic connection. So my bad. Um, anyway. But yeah, right before it, I actually beat Trails in the Sky. Um, the first one, which I played it on. I've had it on the PSP forever. And then I finally played it. I played the PC version and went through and beat it. It's pretty good. I like the little fast forward feature. So I could just make my guys run around real quick and speed the game up and I appreciate all the dialogue in the game. I just couldn't make myself be bothered to like talk to every NPC all the time. So, yeah, that that's how Josh plays those games. Um, I I can't be bothered not not because I don't appreciate the dialogue, but because there's a lot of NPCs to talk to, that's and they so and they have new stuff to say almost every little mini event in the game. And I just I, I don't you know those great. early ones especially are very kind of over localized. <laughs> They yeah. add text and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and did, you just, double, hmm? did you double check all of the treasure chests? No. Um, That's kind treasure, of the best part. <laughs> yeah. Every I did treasure some, but not every single one. Yeah, they all have a unique joke, and some of them are pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I just... There's, I left a few little things like that undone, and I'm like, once I've missed the first one or two, I'm like, ah, oh, well. Wow, you freed now. yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and then I found that, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. I think younger me would have really, really liked it. Say if I was, you know, back in high school when I was really, you know, middle school, high school, when I was first really jipping in a lot of those RPGs that formed my gaming likes and such, it would have been, you know, one of the tops. Uh, I still think it's good and it's a high quality. And it's actually one of the first 
tr- more traditional style JRPGs I've I've been able to sit down and play in a long time. Um, I've typically been last decade or so more Western RPGs or tactical RPGs. So it, it, the fact that it was able to keep me going, hold my attention, and and to beat it, you know, shows to me that it's a pretty high quality game. Oh, I, I think it's one of the best uh, traditional JRPGs that's come come out in the past decade. Yeah, decade or I, two. You know, I think it's also because of the battle system. It is the battle system is basically like a little mini tactical RPG, mm-hmm. and that you know, not not quite, but close enough to where it wasn't just menu spamming. You know, it, it took a little bit of thought sometimes and positioning. And um, I, I found I, I didn't play it on the super hard mode, but I didn't play it on the easy mode either. Mm-hmm. And to me, the super hard mode just meant I'm gonna spend more time. So I just went to the normal. And I just wanted to kind of get the overall experience of it, but. I planned the. I, I kind of started like a little bit of second chapter, maybe like the first thirty minutes, just to kind of jump in and see. But then I knew Tactics Sugar is right around the corner. I was like, no, I'm not going to get get into this. And then because I'm going to want to play Tactics Sugar the day it releases, so it was a good stopping point. Now I'll probably jump back in and go through the rest of of those games. It's funny, depending on who you ask, second chapter is either the one of the best games or the worst games. I've heard people say. I, I saw a lot of the consensus I read was that it's one of the best of the the Trails games. That one and what Cold Steel Three, I think they love mm. three and four, or something like that. I hear Cold Steel One is kind of it's good, but it's a whole lot of build up, so it's a bit slow for a while. Um, yeah, and it doesn't help that Cold Steel One ends on a major cliffhanger, mm-hmm. so you really have to play both of them. Yeah. But I hear like four two of them? kind of changes what? the formula. What do you mean both of them? Well, it's yeah, but the, their stories kind of pair off. So oh, okay. Um, one and two kind of go together, and you can really play three and four without having played one and two. But both want the odd number ones end on cliffhangers, and like pretty what the f? I can't believe the game ended kind of cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you're gonna play either of them, it really behooves you to play and play those two in pairs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, d- dumb question: Are you gonna play Trails the Third if you get around to that? Yeah. Well, I'll just go through and play the whole the whole series, and then the new the new one that just came out, and then they're making another one. The next set of uh, what's it in that next continent, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the next trilogy or or subset of story or whatever you want to call it. See, by, by the time you finish Trails the Third, maybe Trails to Azure will came have come out, so you would mm-hmm. need to play Zero and then Azure and then boot up Cold Steel. Yeah, yep. That's that was also the, that's yeah those little side ones, the Crossbell games, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, jumping from Sky to Cold Steel. Those crossbow ones cover a lot of stuff that, while well, you're not going to be lost, you're kind of going to kind of feel feel the gap. Because mm-hmm. you know, me playing Colts or the two cross or the one crossbow game recently, I was like, oh, that's what that was all about. <laughs> and then Cold Steel Four, all these characters show up, and the game the game makes a big deal about it. But I'm like, who are these people? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I did my friend a disservice. The guy I work with, I, 
I knew those. He was looking for the next game to play. He was he'd kind of just gone through all the Final Fantasy, some of them again, and some of them for the first time. It went through most of the series, and I think it was during a Steam sale or maybe it was last Christmas sale or winter sale, whatever you want to call it. And I, I got him Cold Steel One. It was on you know on discount. I was like, hey, I've heard this game. You know, everyone I talk to that likes RPGs likes this game, and I got it for him. And he started playing. Oh, it's so awesome! Like, he loves it. And then, I, but I didn't because I had thought. I didn't know Cold Steel was that much of a quote-unquote sequel to the Trails in the Sky games. I thought they were related, but totally kind of... Even though they are separate, I think you can appreciate Cold Steel's chronologically later. I I compare them to the MCU and that there are certain movies that you can just skip and you're not going to be lost. And that's what the um, Trail series is like, is that each kind of little block you can play on its own. And at most, you're going to miss maybe like a couple of cameos or a couple of references. Mm. And the only reason why Cold Steel 4 kind of felt like a gap is because it was the culmination of Sky... Crossbell and Cold Steel. So all of these characters show up all at once. <laughs> um, and you're, you're only going to recognize like maybe two thirds of them, but it's fine. Um, it's what I like about the series is that they're really good about being, being able to play them in any order. And for the most part, you'll understand stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did that to him without realizing it. So it seems like it wasn't too big of a thing. He missed because he's going to go back and play Trails in the Sky now and then the Crossbell games once he finishes his run of Tactics Ogre. But since he was playing those and then I had these, I was like, okay, I'll start the series too so he, we could talk about it more because I could tell he wanted to talk about it a lot with me. But since I hadn't played it, he couldn't spoil it. So mm-hmm. now I'll, I'll go through there and, and run through it all. So that'll that'll be like a year's worth of RPGs right there. <laughs> yep. Colts, the trail series is a time sink, but a good one. Um, dear listener, if you are confused by the trail series, we have a where to handy dandy where to start guide. How convenient! Where can I find such a guide? RPGamer.com, and at the top tab, one of our I think it's under features, it's uh, under where to start. Woo! Put a lot of time into those articles so people can read them and figure out where to pick up and appreciate them how's that for a plug that's a good plug kelly yeah well i also liked about trails in the sky is i know some people don't like some of the characters but for the most part it wasn't overly they weren't none of them were overly too silly or annoying um i find in a lot of jrpgs i've played now especially when i was an adult that some of the writing and the way these characters are written are just so annoying at times and i like It'll kill my, I don't want to call it immersion, but my, I guess. Drive to want to play. Yeah, my drive or my momentum in the game. I'm just, because they start turning me off. And then I was like, okay, well, that's annoying. I can look past that if the overall story is good and that one character is annoying or if the battle mechanics are good. But then some of the battle mechanics get too repetitive. And I'm like, what am I really liking out of this game right now? And I was like, not too much. So it makes it hard to keep going or. Or get through so I, I found this game the trail series that i didn't i didn't have that issue like it's got its comedy and it's got some of its silliness but it wasn't to the point to where it was like totally breaking me out of the story and, it's, and the plot was good enough and it had you know 
get some intrigue and some surprises and some you know things. So it it it, can, it held me in where. I look back on some of the other RPGs I've played in the past, and I don't know if I can name specific ones. I'm like, what is this even doing or happening? And it just doesn't make any sense. And the characters don't act like rational people. Or So this one was pretty good with that, at least from my point of view. That helped me stick with it. Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's great to have another Trails fan in the fold. Yeah, I mean, I've... Like I said, I've had them on the PSP for years now and on that, you know, to-do <laughs> backlog shelf, but finally chipping away at it. And that's why I'm making myself beat these games so I can actually finish that one and move on. Because if I didn't finish Trails in the Sky and I got it mostly done, then it'd be like, well, I can't play these other ones until I finish that one. But then I don't want to go back and play that one because I took too big of a break and I don't want to start it over. And I've done that with other series and it kind of kills me playing the that series even though i'm i may i may enjoy it or i know i should play it if that makes sense if anyone can relate <laughs> no i i can totally relate um trying to keep a list of stuff for backtrack um <laughs> having stuff in the back of my mind it's like oh i've i've got to play that at some point uh it makes me kind of prioritize different games different in different ways. Um, we sort of appreciate when there's a game that like Yakuza that I would have never tried had it not been for Backtrack or RPG Cast. So yeah, I've had a few of those in the past, and also I, it hurts me too. I'm somewhat of a completionist, even though I just said yeah I don't, can't be bothered to read all the dialogues. Uh, but on a lot of ones, like I have to do all the side quests and all the, you know, this and that. And then sometimes then a lot of those happen towards like the, you know, second half, latter parts of the game where, okay, you got through a lot of the story and now you've just opened up a bunch of side quests to do before you like go and finish the game. And I'll get bogged down with all the side quests. And I'm like, okay, I should just go and finish it. But then if I just go and finish it, I feel like I left some game on the, you know, on the table and I didn't like uh-huh. experience it all. So I get in this kind of catch-22. It depends on how much fun if I'm having with the game. Um, like Final Fantasy XV, I think I did every single side quest I possibly could because I didn't want the game to end. Um, gosh, what? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was another, or Xenoblade 3 was another one where it's just like I had to make myself finish the game because I was enjoying it so much and I just didn't want it to end. But then, I don't know, play, playing something kind of meh, it's like, okay, I'm just critical pathing through this because I can't be bothered. Yep, yeah, I, I think I need to be better identifying when I should and shouldn't do that, but for now, I'm trying to complete every possible thing in Tactics Ogre Reborn, so <laughs> we'll see how long I can keep that going. Um, Yakuza was one of, Yakuza like a dragon was one of those ones that I, I knew I had to rein in some of the stuff on that one because there's so much to do in a Yakuza game, like, mini games and side stories and like I really don't want to get addicted to go karting even though it's fun. But then <laughs> I go karting or get dragon addic- riding, Kelly. You got to pick. Uh dragon riding. Okay. Um, but then stonks. stonks. That was what. That's what I got addicted to was stocks or playing the stock market. 
<laughs> so this is what makes me worry about WoW, though, because I've played so much MMO like WoW where I, I like it just makes my backlog of other games that just release while I'm playing it grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm just stuck doing the same like repetitive daily tasks. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, and <laughs> I I tend to resolve myself to do the story and the um, dungeons and just the LFR version of raids. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot be bothered to do like mythic or high that's what I get into. <laughs> oh, nope. I am too much of a scrub. I piss, I accidentally piss people off and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I'm not very good. I, I, I have poor reaction time and I'm not very twitchy and you've got to have those kind of reflexes. And I just, nope. Still Give, stand in the circles on the ground. Yeah. Uh, Easy, easier said than done. Sometimes get out of the poison, get out of the lava. Get <laughs> They've out made of the fights whatever. a little harder than they are than the, than they used to be, but yeah, I don't know. Well, they used to be hard, but they were hard because you didn't have YouTube with strats. Mm-hmm. And then they became then those fights. It's turned into this arms race, and now it's like a bit much because yeah. we're trying to fight against add-ons and stuff. And it's like, how about mm-hmm. you just make the game fun to play without add-ons? It's like, well, we can't well, do that because then the people who make who use add-ons destroy the content. And it's like, well, you know, they're cheating their own fun. Let them. Make it yeah. good for the rest of us. <laughs> and early WoW was like all about CCing, and then it just became oh, not CCing anymore. It was CC. all about grabbing everything together and AOing shit down. And then, then Cataclysm came out and they tried to make CC a thing again. I hated that. Now it's not a thing again. I like that. Because no one does it right. And I don't no. want to do it right. And I can never target it right. And I always do it wrong. And everyone's mad at me. And it's like, that sucks. <laughs> I'm a scrub. So, yeah, no, you're I, right. Well, some of my be- best memories are going through a challenging boss with the guild and us finally, like, conquering it. And, like, everyone's cheering and like you feel a sense of accomplishment and then and you put that work into trying and trying on a particularly hard boss or a, a gear check boss or a skill check but you know some of those in those dungeons there that's that hard boss you got to get through and going through after a couple of weeks of, of you know bashing your head against the wall people getting frustrated to finally things click and you, you beat them there's a lot of i've had several satisfying moments and a lot of memories when i think back in wow were some of the most fun i've had were some of those instances but then it's all the other stuff that comes with it, and then just getting sucked into the you know you get in the FOMO mode where you gotta like do everything, and then at one point you're just like why, and then the next expansion comes out and a lot of that stuff you worked all is like become trivial now, and then that whenever I start thinking of that, then I'm like oh maybe I don't want to play WoW, but then I'm like well everyone's playing it, I should go and play it, so that I mean, they're saying it's good, so I, I kind of war back and forth internally with what I'm gonna do. Interestingly enough, my most fun WoW memories are running uh, old dungeons to get transmog stuff and um, old achievements with my husband. (laughs) Before I started RPGcast, that was something that we would do on Saturday mornings was go and get Dunkin' Donuts and then come back and be like, okay, what what old dungeon do we want to do? And we had like uh, got the uh, Glorious Raider of Ulduar achievement at one point and a couple of other, I, I think we did Ice Crown at one point. This this was like all during Mists, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, to doing old stuff like that, that was a lot of fun. You know, it's really. I was just looking at like Warlords came out eight years ago, 
And uh, Burning Crusade is only six years. We're, we're further away from Warlords than Warlords was from Burning Crusade. Yeah, the anniversary <laughs> of the anniversary of Kata was on the seventh, and that was twelve years ago. Yeah. And we've been in the post-Cata world longer than we were in the pre-Cata world. So. Yeah. Um, and I still remember things more so the pre-Cata world, to be honest. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess because well, most of the classic, expansions are right? outside of – Yeah, well, that classic too. But even then, it's like – I don't know. I, I, I guess I just spent more time in the first few expansions. And as the expansions went on, I burned out quicker and stopped Here's Here's what I got to say on that. That means it's time to break the world again. It's time to do it again. Yeah. Well, we've got dragons. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how much more they can milk out of this thing. I'm 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 impressed they've made it this far. To be honest, I thought it was going to die a while ago. Well, we all thought it was dead, and then they did a good job on this expansion so far. We'll see if it lasts, and then uh, yeah. I I honestly wonder how much of Shadowlands being sucky was because um, they had such a limited development time with COVID. Wasn't that when they were... Well, part of it is, you know, some of the systems, um, it takes a while to develop those things and deploy them, and they started working on them back on Legion, right? So mm-hmm. it it takes a while to shift course. I don't even know if it's that. I just think they just didn't have good ideas. No amount of development Well, they had, I mean, they, they did interviews, <laughs> and they're like, you know, we got good feedback on the, the um, artifact weapons in Legion, and that was true at first. Yeah, but they made decisions about later expansions based on that early feedback, and then by the end of Legions, like they've got negative feedback on all that stuff. And it's like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I learned while playing uh, Classic over again, to where you can't get back a lot of that magic of the game, and a no. lot of it was pre YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And uh. you're you're figuring to me when we were playing is pre YouTube, you couldn't just there's so much unknown and there's a lot of discovery. To where all that, a lot of that discovery is gone, and like everything's very formulaic and samey. And I guess it's for balancing reasons. But I remember just getting new pieces of gear, being excited, and just kind of mismatching them together. Where now they're all like sets with gear score, and everything's you know prescribed. Okay, I'm gonna go get this, this, and this, and this is what I need to do to make the most optimized character. And while I understand why you do that, it's still I, I liked it being able to find somewhat unique stuff or or things that weren't just all, okay, here's your tier armor set of this and this, and you just got, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. No, it does. Um, you liked it before it was all about min-maxing. The min-maxing, sounds. getting improvements is nice, but I, I think I missed the discovery in how, there's some unique and customization to the classes or I guess some of it's the min maxing thing, but now everyone's okay. You gotta be, if you're rating, you gotta be, you know, if you're a DK, you're going to be this spec. And if you're this, you're going to be this spec and it's, well, it's all. Well, yeah. Now everyone just goes to icy veins and picks their build from there and doesn't exactly. come up with the build on their own. And right. I don't like, I don't like that either. I, I like being able to come up with my own build. I think there is yep. a lot more flexibility with the builds in this current system than that. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I think you can do better than the IC Veins build for you by customizing a bit, and I think it rewards you for that. But I guess we'll see more how that works out by the end of the expansion. 
and that's also why I don't do high end rating because like, oh, your best pet is a wolf. Yeah, but my title says crazy cat lady. I so. didn't know it mattered for hunters anymore. At one point it did. I don't know if that's still the case. I, I, I remember just, there being arguments about, oh, I went and got that special. Because remember in, in in Classic, you could go get a couple of those special uh, mm-hmm. animals, and they're like extra awesome pets, and you get some more rare mount drops. And, and then there's debate on which pet was the best hunter pet or not, because no one really knew. And that was kind of cool. And there's experimenting and discovery where there's not like almost no discovery. You already know what you're trying to do and going to get. And you, you know why you're going to that dungeon to get the specific drop or this or that, you know, or a lot of that new. And I don't think you could ever get back there. Right. Just because of the way the Internet is now. Well, and, and there was different schools of thought behind it, too, because at one point you could make any pet any spec. Yeah. And that was perfect for people like me who their their pet was pretty much their skin, you know, their their form of expression. Because you know that, that I don't I don't care what you say, what pet you say is best in spot. I'm gonna use my cats. So it was nice having a tanking cat, a healing cat, and a um, DPS cat. And then they walked that back because they wanted pets to be special again. Which is like, yeah, I can see that. Every pet but... is a special snowflake. <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean it, it it there's so many different play styles and if you try to cater to every single one you're just going to end up pissing people off and yeah that's why as of now i am happy with the game at, at where it is um and i can just never think about shadowlands again even though i'm still doing my mission tables because i'm trying to get them out yeah, I mean, there's, you know, back in like the old Diablo where all the drops were kind of random. Mm-hmm. And so you miss, you have, you'd, you know, not all, unless they're buying the stuff, not all of the characters, you'd meet, you know, this barbarian and they'd have a different setup than this one, a different gear, just because that's just what they happen to, you know, get dropped to them. So to me, there's, there's something I like in that, but then I also see how a lot of people would hate that because, oh, they, all their loot is all random and they're getting garbage that they can't use and it's frustrating and not they're not getting, you know, they're not, it's not having fun. And this one guy puts all this time to get all these drops and he's got this best character because he's got all this gear he could drop and choose from and got lucky with them and, mm-hmm. and then people selling and buying him. So I, I that that part, I get why both, but there's something I, I think goes missing from having that that uniqueness and customization from the, all the different characters, you know, the different characters. How curious are you about Diablo four? Oh, I'll play it. I, I, w- I want to play it though. I haven't really seen any. Well, gameplay hold footage. on. Let's, let's hold that till we get to the, uh, <laughs> to this news, Kelly. Well, we don't we have a probably... news. We don't have a news story about it. Oh, it was at the game awards though. Yeah, but we didn't have a news story. What? They had a trailer and they announced the, the release date. Yeah. How do we not have a news story? I nobody picked it up. June of uh, 2023, they are targeting release for Diablo 4. I'll tell you that nice. news right just, now. And then a big old cinematic trailer looks amazing as an angel everyone thinks is Tyrael. It's actually Anarius. Um and it looks like um he's proposing to Lilith by way of shoving a spear at her face. It's weird. Hmm. But um yeah, it's uh how Harry met Sally um in hell. I, I haven't seen any gameplay footage, so I have no idea I have. how this. 
Oh, yeah. It looks like uh, they had a bunch of videos out this past week um, for Diablo 4 gameplay. It looks slow, but it's all early level footage. So a lot of that usually is slow, but it looks slow. (laughs) Because, man, what I loved about Diablo 3 was how fast it played and being able to just, like, chain different groups of mobs and just keep a kill streak going. And the higher your kill streak, the more experience bonus you got. To me, that was fun. And a lot of old-school Diablo players didn't like that at all. They wanted the, the kind of slow, calculated Diablo 2 um, game playing it. That's what it sounds like they're going back to. Yeah, I enjoyed three. I like two as well. I didn't hate three like some of the people did, but I was, you know, that's coming out next year. And then they're finally doing the full release of Baldur's Gate 3, which I played a little bit of the early access right when it first came out, but then I stopped just because I want <coughs> I don't want to have to keep replaying the same stuff and get burned out on it. So I, I want to wait till the, the actual release. And then I saw Mince got, um, revealed in the game reward video too yeah I think. but they didn't show his voice no so will it be jim cummings or not is the question will oh it? i i suckered in and bought the collector edition too the other night when it released i'm like ah but i got it <laughs> impulse buy uh, i am incredibly annoyed because diablo 4 has this hundred dollar d- digital collector's edition mm that comes with a whole bunch of stuff. No, it's uh, $90. It's oh, it's $100 $90? if you get the Digital Collector Super Ultimate Edition, which has <laughs> the accelerated battle pass instead oh. of just including the battle pass. So okay. do you want to pay money to play the game less? Okay. Mm, interesting. But, but Now, the battle passes the- are only cosmetics, supposedly, and I don't know. That's all I can say. It. I'm worried about the monetization of this game, and I think everyone should be after Immortal. But, uh, yeah. yeah. If, they start, if they make it too monetized, then it'll, it'll push me away from it, it for sure. Yeah. Um, I think they know that, but who knows? Bobby Kotick may say, do it anyway. <laughs> if it's just for, like, cosmetics and stuff and little things like that, like Path of Exile type stuff, but Path of Exile is a free-to-play game. But yep. if it was more like that, I wouldn't be as bothered. Right? Ironically, if Path of Exile had a battle pass, I think I would buy it yeah. just as a way of subscribing to the game because that's the mm-hmm. way the game monetizes and it's an ongoing service doing major updates all the time. Diablo 4, is they're asking six, uh, 70 bucks for, yeah. the, for the game, and it's like, um, no? How about I not? pay you a battle pass fee but, but chris then they have this diablo for collector's edition box that's also a hundred dollars that doesn't come with the game wait where do i find that i just posted it in chat which chat uh skype do okay. you want it in discord or uh no i'll, I'll get it but you know i kind of collect blizzard collector's editions and I don't want to pay separately for the game and the box. I would like a package with both. I was just thinking, like, Kelly, I was looking through the digital stuff this morning and being like, I wish I could get a physical collector's edition for Diablo 4. That would be more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but so the, here we go. The game, though, is you mean just having the code? Because if you're, to me, if, it, if they make it priced right to where you just buy the game digitally and buy the physical stuff, it's kind of like the same of having the game come with it just because they're not off cds anymore anyway right yeah and i i actually like not including the game because one it keep 
supposedly keeps the cost of the collector's edition box down. We know that's probably not true. But more importantly, you're not going to get it day one. So this way, you've already bought the game digitally. You'll have that ready to go to play the game. And then this will ship when it's ready, and you don't have to worry about it being late. But there's only 50,000 of these. Yeah. See, that's another thing that got me. There's only 25,000 of the Baldur's Gate 3 collector editions. But that you get was... a candle? So, yeah. okay, what is in this thing? Not the Baldur's, but the, the Diablo 4 yeah. one. We've got... What is it? It it includes a double-sided electric candle of creation. Okay, so it's an electric candle. A cloth map of sanctuary. Yay, cloth map. There you go. And a cult mouse pad. No thanks. Blizzard mouse pads suck. A pin of the Haradrim. A pin? Oh, okay. A little jewelry that you yeah, never wear. A little jewelry you never wear. Two matted... So, two matte fine art prints. Okay, they're put into a mat. Yeah. Um, okay, so they need a frame. you can frame that. Yeah, yeah they kind of need a frame to look right, but that's something. And a Diablo 4 Collector's Edition art book that you'll never open or look at, because it's spoilers when you get it, and then by the time you're done with the game, you don't want to look at it. So, that's great. And then in a box that looks really cool, especially if the game were in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like, if you're opening this box to play the game, that would be an experience. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to pass on this collector's box. Yeah, well, I'm going to pass on it, too, because I don't see any point if it doesn't I want come the, the candle game. on the map. I want the candle on the map. I would put them on my desk and be like, I'm summoning a demonic ritual, which just means some cats will come on the desk and lay on top of the map. But, you know, well, that's fine. <laughs> you can rationalize this way, Kelly. Think of it, if, if it had the game with it, they would charge you 160 or 170 and without the game, it's a hundred. So you just buy the game digitally. Yeah, but now anyway. that you have so it, all it's for, gonna do is have a code. But this isn't worth a hundred dollars to me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Like half of this stuff, I don't want. More than half, I don't want. And the two things I do want, I don't want to pay a hundred bucks for. Yeah, yeah no, that's how I, I feel. Bought this collector edition for Baldur's Gate, but I did. I, did I you buy that? You bought the expensive one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so let's talk about this bad boy. For two hundred and sixty-nine U.S. dollars, <laughs> you get a one hundred and sixty-page art book, thirty-two stickers of various Baldur's Gatey type characters emoting, a cert- two dollars stickers, <laughs> yeah, a certificate of like what number of your limited edition you got, a Steam code for the game, a box that it comes in. Some origin character sheets. So they fill out some character, or say they are some character sheets for you to fill out that represent your character, I guess. I guess so. A really ugly keychain that's some sort of mind flayer tadpole. Um, a cloth map. So that's, yep. Except it's rolled up and it looks like it's plastic vellum or paper or something, but they say it's cloth. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, maybe it's a plasticky fake cloth an oversized metal d20 i do like that i'm a big fan of oversized metal dice that have no business being on a table ones that you could kill a player with yep. if you got mad enough yep, yep. i like those yep um three magic the gathering D booster packs that are surely full of cards you can't actually use and have boo on the cover so i never actually want to open them <laughs> well you could probably find those on ebay are those is yeah. that a current set kelly yeah it's that a, they was released a it. set huh yeah it's a what that was a set yes it was a set oh I no i think it was just for a commander format oh which 
for the most part, I think paper magic now is mostly for commander. Yeah. <laughs> I just really, want, I mean, that, can I just, how much is a boo going. card? Like how much do I have to pay to get oh, a card well, for boo? There's a Minsk and boo, I think, um, planeswalker. And I think it's like a $20 card. That's not too bad. I could get uh, that. It's like one of the most, more expensive cards of the set. Yeah. Cause it's the only one anyone wants. All right. I think I have that one. Actually. Oh, good job. All right. Mine. F- and, and of course the main reason you're paying all this money is a statue. A 25 centimeter. How many is that in inches? 12 inches? I don't know. Yeah, um, it's about a foot tall. Mind Flayer versus a Drow Elf. Is it Drisk? Probably not, right? No, it's Just not. a generic no Drow? Cap. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't even have a statue of Minsk like you should. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, one of the trailers that they released a couple days ago where they actually announced Minsk which wasn't actually at the game show, was just showing a statue of Minsk and Neverwinter coming to life, which I've seen that statue in the video game Neverwinter. Um, I mean, you add it all up. I'm not sure. Maybe it's worth it. Probably not. Or is it in Baldur's Gate? Either way. 160-page art book is... That's a pretty good-sized art book, at least. It's not Um, worth it to me because I think the statue is ugly. Um, I think it's not the worst. It's not speaking to me, though. Uh, those ma- no. honestly, when the the die and the magic packs are the most interesting thing to me, that probably means I shouldn't be paying two hundred seventy dollars. That's true. Hey, hey, do you want to pay my husband two hundred and seventy dollars to make you an oversized D twenty? It won't be metal. Is it out of um Res- resin? Severin Mirror just said ten. Oh, how many inches? It's a ten inch statue. Okay. Um, is it? It's. Oh, I assumed it was metal. Yeah, it's metal. You can't print metal. I mean, yeah, you, you pr- metal somebody can print metal. I don't think your husband can print metal. Not not <laughs> us currently. <laughs> I think that's a a rather industrial 3D printer if you're printing metal. But yeah, it's a Baldur's Gate series is one of my favorites, and to me, I would I felt like it's only twenty five thousand. It's really going to be a shelf item because most of these I've been really really good in the last several years about not shelling out for collector's editions anymore what are you gonna do with this are you gonna open it you're gonna open it you're gonna flip it what are you gonna do with it not gonna flip it Hmm. um it's me to have i mean if you're gonna get it you need to use that cloth map while playing the game i think for sure well the the cloth maps are usually not useful for playing the game well then what's even the point but i have all the other cloth maps from all the other baldur's gate i i know and the the little like you haven't gone back to the baldur's gate 2 cloth map it's tiny it's like a hanky yeah, it's I like a bad my, hanky. I had, well, I used to have it on my wall. I hung some <laughs> controllers there instead, where, where it wasn't pulled it down. But I still have the Icewind Dale paper map. Paper that doesn't yeah, count as cloth. One. Mm. I don't know. I just I pulled the trigger. I was like, oh, it's only twenty five thousand of them. If I wait, uh, they're going to be sold out. I'm going to regret it. But then I just spent three hundred dollars. I'm like, Ugh. oh well. I mean, I, I will never shame anybody for buying a collector's edition because, you know, if 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 it's worth it to them, it's worth it to them. I'm shaming myself. Yeah. I mean, if you shame yourself, you it's more than <laughs> fine. I've shamed myself for spending money on collector's editions. <laughs> but, you know, if you're if you're a big fan of Baldur's Gate or D&D, I could see a lot of that stuff appealing to somebody. Yeah. Um, as far as the Diablo one, I, it's just, to me... Having all the stuff without the game, it's like, what's the point? Well, to me, it's, well, how's the game? Because I don't care that, I actually would rather this be cheaper and get rid of the Steam code since I've already bought it on Steam. 
So that extra yeah. Steam code in this collector edition is re- totally redundant for me. Um, where the Diablo thing to me is like, okay, they can add the game and jump the price up, but having the actual game in the box isn't really meaningful anymore since it's usually just a code. Right, so you can buy the game digitally and then have this collector edition for all the the feelies. And as long as they priced it right to where it's like you subtract the game cost out of it, to me, it's it's the same thing. Yeah, I just it would be nice to have the option, you know, do, do a version with the game and without the game. Well, would you want the game like in a code or the game with like a disc? That's a good question. Because the the problem with the disc nowadays, it used to be that's the definitive version of the game, but now, if they ship with a disc, well, anything you get is just going to be out, out out of date anyway from updates. Yeah, I mean that's how the Dragonflight CE ships. I don't want a broken uh, disc. If they're going to ship a disc, it better work. Otherwise, just go digital only and embrace it. You're digital only. Also, lower the price because you're digital only. But that ain't happening. That, that too, because that's the other thing that pisses me off. This is going to be the first Blizzard game that's seventy bucks. I mean, raise the price because it never had anything to do with the cost of physical goods. All right. No, the physical CD and the making of that, it, it there's a cost to it. There is a cost to it. The it's not zero. Really, it's not cost, zero. This is really the development of the game and the marketing. Uh, the physical portion. There is, the there's like $10 to $20 worth of cost on that, that physical garbage. Yeah. I don't know. This I, one, but like not the disc, though. No, not the disc. The, like the packaging and the distribution and stuff cost money. And so if you're going to cut that out completely, I do think that earns you back some of the profit margin that you're trying to claw back by raising the price on the games. But when you've got someone like Bobby Kotek involved, you realize, Hey, but games are going up in price anyway. So why don't we do both? Get rid of all the physical stuff and raise the price of the game. How the price of the games are really raised when you factor it with, it's actually a wonder that games have stayed so flat. Oh, you're just defending speaking. them now. There's no defense. It's just that's I know everything else. I know they've up. stayed flat, but that's in the context of physically shipped games. What about in the context of we're not going to ship a physical version anymore, and it's a big ticket game that everyone's going to buy? To me, like, yeah, I, to, it's more being thankful that they have. They're not a hundred dollar games now, which oh, they probably. Yes, thank you for not beating me harder. <laughs> well it, it's just like you're not wrong but it doesn't feel that way to me i don't know I, i'm with chris on this one it uh, so I here's a know. boss fight for diablo 4 on on the stream by the way um and it's one of the ones that feels like it goes a bit slow but also it feels like it's early um oh there it goes it's gone already <laughs> yeah um I want to play the game. Okay. So all that baloney aside, I still want to play this game. So I mean, have, hasn't the Steam sale model kind of proved that you can price games cheaply and still make a profit? And it's about quantity. But what if you price them higher and make a bigger profit, Kelly? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the I mean, a lot of it. The the reason why they're able to have kept games so flat is DLC. That's where they're getting that that loss of money of the inflation. So it was always post-game content that could keep funding that game. Which Diablo 4 will have. (laughs) So it's like another argument that maybe the entry fee could be lower. If you compare a PC game, $50, $60 in the late 90s when Diablo 1 came out versus now, you know, that really costs us in value a lot more than what this game's going to cost us to buy now. 
mm-hmm. but they they help subsidize all that extra development by doing all that DLC, which is yep. much more bang for their buck mm-hmm. than uh, the I actual. Don't know. Mm-hmm. If I if I knew that the extra money was going to go to the developers, but I'm I'd be I hate okay. These things, instead, these little spinny guys, go, they suck. It's going to go into Bobby Kotick's pocket. And, yeah, Microsoft's no longer going to be our white knight. Sweep swoop in and to save us since the FTC is suing to stop that merger. So that's going to suck too. I'm oddly okay with that. You don't want Microsoft to own Blizzard. I feel like not really currently. Currently, short term, I feel like Microsoft in charge of Blizzard is better than Activision Blizzard in charge of Activision Blizzard. But long term, there are probably some bad effects that would come from it, It's that. a double-edged sword because, yeah, I'm sure the condi- working conditions would be better under at Microsoft. Well, I'm not even looking at working conditions. Whole... I'm just looking at like game development conditions, like what would make you, a better get... game. <laughs> but you get into the whole monopoly thing and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, no, you're it's... not wrong. Yeah. It's I like, do love Sony's argument like, well, we should have Call of Duty too. <laughs> it's not fair. We should have Call of Duty. <laughs> Shut up, Sony. It's like, you know what? Either <laughs> way, the consumer is going to be the one that suffers in the end. Yeah. No matter what, we lose. <laughs> Yay. Like Where's Microsoft's God of War? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but Call of Duty. <laughs> They're making the argument because they have to. They have a financial obligation to make those sorts of arguments and, and whatever. That being said, now <sighs> that I'm seeing gameplay footage of Diablo 4, I'm not as worried. It does look pretty cool, even, even if it's a little bit more slowed down, like 2. Yeah. I mean, these are lower levels, but uh, so hopefully, well, 30s. Eh, yeah. I'd like to see some, I, I do want to see some of that, like, I'm super powerful and I'm reaping a red rune across the map and enemies are lifeless husks in my wake sort of Diablo experience, but maybe we're not going to get that here. I don't know. We shall see. Hey, we've been going for a while. Do we want to get into feedback? Yeah, let's hit that out. Where is my window? I have so many windows open. So our last question, how do you resist buying games on your wish list before the holidays? Um, get into a huge argument with your spouse about it. Yeah. It Usually my, I just fail. Was going to be my answer. <laughs> but I did that. I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble this week, even though I said it anyway. <laughs> so um, I have the reverse problem is having too big of a wish list and then buying games. I'm not, no, I'm not going to play for years just because they're on sale. Yeah. There's that that's, too. That's the problem I have. I personally, um, I put a bunch of stuff on my wish list just to give people a bunch of stuff to choose from if they want to get me something. Um, and it, it's just kind of stuff that I'm, I'm interested in, but not necessarily going to die if I don't get. So that's how I kind of avoid all of that. That being said, there's been a couple of times that I've had to ask my husband, hey, is this a uh, Christmas Zone violation? And he's looked and said, yes. So <laughs> I don't like when people gift me games because then I feel guilty if I don't play them like soon. Oh, yeah, I kind of do that, too. I don't know. It depends on the game, to be honest. Um, I, I still have a shrink wrap copy of... Uh, the new Bubsy because my mom got it for me because I just put it on my Christmas list as a joke. And then she got it for me. I was like, oh, you didn't have to get me that. Like, I know. Like, I don't think he realized that that was a joke. <laughs> uh, 
anyways, um, from <laughs> Strawberry Eggs, aka Cassandra, I have more or less two tiers of games on my wish list, games I know I want right away, and games that I want to have but likely won't get to anytime soon. It's these later games that get put on a list of gift ideas for me for my birthday and the holidays. Simple enough, I guess. And then from Plutium, aka Matt, aka my podcast partner in crime, um, age has made the decision to stop buying games an easy one. Approaching mid-40s, I know I'm not playing as many games as, at the speed I'm used to. I look at my backlog each time I see a sale, check to see if the game is if the sale is the lowest ever, and check the frequency of such sales before considering a new game. Typically takes care of my FOMO and prevents me from purchasing anything. All I bought over the holiday sales was Fire Emblem 3 hopes to play with my kids since we've started yearly Muso Badness. <laughs> Just the, pic- the, the picturing his kids cheering as Matt mows down hundreds of enemies at once just amuses me. And then from Tam, the anime man, I just have nobody to begin with. I only buy games with deep sales. Yeah, the, the, that's the other reason, too. Um, I put games on my wish list because I'm cheap and I don't want to be the one to spend the money on them. I don't know if anybody else. I see Chris is deeply invested oh, in this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. What was the question? Um, I put games on my wish list because I'm cheap and I don't want to spend the money on them. Yeah. And you want others too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I do that. I uh, Nobody ever buys them for me though, so I just wait till they go on hey, sale. Hey, Chris, number two on the sheet says pay attention. Um, <laughs> not following the rules. Chris. I'm not. I'm the one who asked this last week, says Tam. <laughs> I asked this? Yeah, well, um, I don't. Yeah, but I because I need advice on how to not buy them. No one has advice. Uh, um, new question of the week proposal: Has a new expansion or sequel ever brought you to back to a game? Okay, a, a game, particularly a game that you swore off. I think we've had this before, but yeah, we have. I mean, it's relevant because WoW's got a new sequel. I feel like we asked that in the wake of Dragonflight announcements, actually. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while. Do you have a better idea? No, you... I don't. Um, I mean, there's also... uh, Well, I don't know, because Jonathan was talking about the Tactics Ogre remake. Um, have, Have you ever played a remake because it vastly improved the game? That's a question. I don't know. We'll revisit, we'll revisit this later. I'm not excited about any of these. Hmm. Um, right now, we've got news. <laughs> so the Game Awards was happened this week. Um, to no one's surprise, uh, Elden Ring won Game of the Year. I'm okay with that. I absolutely- And one more thing. I just want to nominate my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi, Bill Clinton. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. What was that all about? Uh, I he's saying, a dude who crashes things. Like he's okay. shown up at other shows and other things and crashed them, and he Some crashed the game awards. Yep. I see. So nothing of relevance. No. Uh, Does it feel like the game awards are for people who I don't know? I don't really follow those. The only thing valuable to me in that is some of the the um, the only reason we're watching is the announcements and trailers. Yes, and stuff. pretty much. Like the game awards itself to me. Is I don't like put any an meaning to the event people. Yeah, I don't put any meaning to the awards. 
Yeah, same. I don't know. I like it when some of the indies get acknowledged, like Stray got Indie Game of the Year, which I appreciate, um, just because I loved every second of that game, and I think it deserves some accolade. Um, I don't like the uh, dick measuring contest that happens because of the nominations. Um, like, see God of War versus Elden Ring and that going on, and gosh, the Sonic versus Genshin Impact, which just makes me sad for humanity, and that that little pissing contest. But I, I like seeing some of the developers get acknowledged for their hard work. Um, but you're right, all we care about is the announcements, and I think the most absolute exciting announcement of the whole show, Hades 2 has been announced. Woo! Bom, I, bom, bom. I lost my mind when I saw it was this. I don't know about you, Chris and Anna. I was not um, expecting it. I was pleasantly surprised where I didn't I didn't watch the event live. I just saw some of the announcements and I you know I played a several hundred hours, a couple hundred hours of Hades on Steam. So definitely gonna looking forward to the sequel. <laughs> I I it's super giant take take this advice call the subtitle hades 2 back into hell because that's what you're doing in this you're playing who are you playing as it's zagris maliona malicote it's yeah it's another daughter of hades probably a different mother um yeah and she's basically going back into the underworld yep with be, and, with the advice of her mentor hecate who might be her mother not sure um, goddess so she's the immortal of princess of the underworld. Yeah. Um, so we and they got to go world. kill Kronos, the titan of time. <laughs> hey, we got to go kill chaos. I hate, hate chaos. chaos. Um, no, no, Get it off with Kronos. Yeah. The... Wait, no, I don't know. What do you play after saying that? I, um, Lincoln anything. Park. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the meme. That was the meme. <laughs> um, but um, it's going to be released in early access through Steam and Epic Game Store in 2023. So who knows when we're actually going to get the gamut. Itself. Yeah, it's going to be another. I assume they're going to do the same, like a year of early access sort of thing again. But yeah, th- this is uh, Supergiant's first sequel. Um, Chris, can we can backtrack like credit for this? Since we did a Haiti show this year. Why? Why would that? Why would you get credit for it? We we a have thing? a history of summoning you uh, summon remakes. sequels. Oh, remakes. Yeah. This isn't a remake. Well, it's, it's a, a sequel. sequel. That's not a remake. Well, a no, different word. We have a, we have a, mis- a history of summoning things into life. Because we did the Tokyo Mirage Sessions backtrack, and then it got ported. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Tales of Symphonia, and it's getting ported. Um, we have like a whole list of them. I can't remember all of them. But I feel like we did. We were responsible for this one. So yay, backtrack. I feel like you're just taking credit for this one. Yes, we are. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well by then. The way. Um, I, I'm excited for this. I'm even more excited for uh, Final Fantasy 16 release date has been revealed. Also in June of 2023. What yay. am I going to do with my life next summer? Diablo, Final Fantasy. Baldur's uh, Gate. Tra- <laughs> Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, I, I think there's another game too. They're all coming out within like a couple months of each other. Like four big games next year. I'm trying uh, to what the fourth I'm, one is. Don't worry. 
<laughs> just like how they would announce everything for spring. Now they're all announcing for summer. They're still going to half of them or more will get delayed. So good chance. Nothing's changed. You know, nothing's so, changed. What do you think of those is the most likely to get delayed? Gosh, um, they're Final all Fantasy? eligible. <laughs> I'm thinking I don't think Larian delays much. Maybe I'm wrong on that. So well, there's different because that's been an early access mm-hmm. game. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. So Final Fantasy could and is likely to Diablo could because it's Blizzard, except it's modern Blizzard, so maybe not. So I need to know what that fourth game is, but otherwise, I think I'm going Final Fantasy. Yep. Um. So it's going to be out on June 22nd. We've got a new trailer that talks that um. I don't even remember what happened in the trailer. Just kind of shows a bunch of stuff about the game. I I can't wait. They announced a collector's edition. Um, So there's going to be the digital deluxe edition that comes with the DLC and the cloth map and a steel book. The collector's edition, which is a Square Enix online exclusive, includes uh, the collector's box with with Yochitaka Mono artwork, um, the game with reversible cover art, a premium statue featuring a battle between Phoenix and a Freed, a metal icon pen containing eight depictions of the icons, um, a special steelbook case, a cloth map, um, Bloodsword DLC, pre-order steelbook, digital mini art book, and digital mini soundtrack. Oh, and uh, scholar spectacles in-game item, which boosts experience gain. Uh, how how much did they say this was going to be? So the expensive one doesn't look that good to me. The statue looks real plasticky and kind of crap. The Baldur's Gate statue looks a lot nicer. And uh, I don't want that one either. <laughs> uh, I don't the... think we have a price because uh, they're different in each region. So let's see. Let's go to the store. Uh, uh, nope. Uh, I know it was not. It's cheap. not up. <laughs> okay, either if, it's, sold it's already out gone or... or it's not up yet. I don't know. I, I want to say it was like three hundred. Says beginning that... on December twelfth, so it's not listed oh, yet. Okay. I bet you it will be near three hundred. I don't want it. That no that statue looks like garbage. And um, the digital editions, in, the deluxe editions, interesting. I I like getting the map because I do like maps. But a hundred bucks? No, that map is not worth. 40 30 to 40 dollars to me see i'm hoping what will happen is like with my deluxe edition of final fantasy 7 remake where i pre-ordered it and then the price went down well that that would be good yeah um there's also different pre-order incentives the uh squeenix store has a wall banner do we have to do a spreadsheet again for this stuff Games GameStop has patches. Best Buy has uh, another steelbook. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, if you yeah. Do oh yeah, the fourth watch. one is Breath of the Wild. Wait, too. why do you need multiple steelbooks for one game? Some people collect steelbooks. The other game is Breath of the Wild too. Oh, yeah, that's that's May twelfth. May twelfth. Because uh, yeah. I my birthday's May eleventh, and I said I wanted that for my birthday, but I'll have to wait a day. Um. We've also, um, on the site, we've got a, the, the list of the main English voice cast. Um, I don't know any of these actors, but there you go. You can go to the site and check that out and <laughs> go to the site, see that our, the trailer is age-restricted ex- uh, and you have to watch it on YouTube anyway. 
Is uh, one of the voice actors Troy Baker by any chance? No. No Troy Baker. No. What? All right. I don't think a lot of companies have been using a lot of union voice actors for a while. That's why a lot of them have been unknowns. Hmm. But that's just my theory. Um, am I the only person that's excited about this game? Sixteen? No. Yeah, sixteen. No, 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 not at all. I'm excited for it. I've been le- looking forward to it since the first trailer. I like that it's the Final Fantasy XIV guide doing a single player game because the single player component of fourteen has been pretty awesome. So, I've j- I've just heard a lot of negative buzz on the internet because. Um, it's going to be more grimdark. I think it's the first rated M mainline game. Yeah, I mean, that you see I the like. chocobo get blood all over the kid in the opening scene. By the way, I'm going to call it now. That kid comes back as an adult. You thought they're dead. They're not dead. Then I'm calling that now. I yeah. like the grimdark stuff. I I still haven't played 15, so I'm like, it's not uh... that grimdark. <laughs> also, I mean... um, also this the the uh, the voice actors apparently all British ones. So it's like the oh, 14 okay. voice actors. That, so. That's why I didn't recognize yeah. any of them. Um, I mean, some people have just been really down on the grimdark stuff. And I I personally, I want to see a more grown-up Final Fantasy. I'm sure that it'll be great. And if it's the 14 guy, I'm sure that there's going to be some lighthearted moments. Yeah, of course there um, will. I mean, I've, I have not had a Final Fantasy game disappoint me. And this includes 13, so... Well, you're the only one, but yep, I am the only one. Uh, so that um, are you guys excited about the potential of New Horizon? New Horizon, I th- or Horizon Fit Forbidden West. I think Josh is the only uh, person. Oh, that's um, played. uh, Iceland or what is it? Frozen area. Uh, Burning Shores expansion announced. Oh, okay, Burning Shores. Sorry, it's the lava level. My apologies. Um, I can't believe yeah, I got that uh, wrong. The lava level of Los Angeles, which is now a volcanic volcanic arpeggio. And somehow the Hollywood sign has survived just long enough for you to watch it be blown up. <laughs> Good job, Hollywood sign. Of course. Um, so that's going to be released on October. Uh, I'm sorry, on April 19th. Um, only PlayStation 3, though. No PS4 expansion. So if you haven't upgraded, you might want to go do that. Um Wait, what? Yeah. What? It's the, not coming to the other platforms. Come on. Oh, they Come did, on. They did, that with, they did that with Final Fantasy 2. They only put the DLC on the um, PS5 version, so that doesn't surprise me. Just export to PS4. Yes, press the button. The press big red the button. button that PS4 <laughs> port. <to> PS4. <laughs> We'll probably have more stuff about about that in the coming future. Um, this is for you, Chris. Remnant 2 announced. Didn't you play the first Remnant? Remnant. From the Ashes? Oh, I played it on stream or for Extra Life or something. Yeah. Uh, it's a Souls-like. And now they've got um, a second one coming. People were excited. Yeah. There were like multiple Souls-likes shown at this show that looked decent. Yeah, I, I love the joke Kojima making Dark Souls 2 because they announced Death Stranding 2. With the logo of DS2. So I was like, oh, he's making Dark Souls 2. Um, this is a third-person action RPG where you'll swap between shooting and melee. And 
it's got random campaigns. Yeah, Remnant uh, is Dark Souls with guns, so right. So there's another one, uh, or it's a thousand years later fun. from the first. I don't know. Whatever. Will it be good? I don't be, know. Maybe. Ex- expected to be released sometime in 2023. Um, a game that isn't even out. We've already got an expansion pass. Fire Emblem Engage. They always announce DLC before the game comes out. I know. I don't know if they announce it this far before the game comes out. Because <laughs> um, the game launches on February 20th, and this expansion pass is $30. It's going to have way, um, how many waves? Four waves of content. We've got. So the first wave releasing when the game releases um, a stat boost bracelet um, for increasing stats and EXP. Is there um, um and, do you get like is there a collector's edition where you get a tube of toothpaste? <laughs> there should be. There should be, right? I want my Colgate tie-in with Fire Emblem. Let's this make this is the, official. One of the first Fire Emblems I'm not really excited about anymore. Why? <laughs> you finally this... learned they're not for you any longer. Well, I like Fire Emblem. I love Fire Emblem. I have I do have several other collector editions. Just the last it, I didn't like the Dating sim fan service stuff they started adding in the last few Fire Emblems. They haven't so, mentioned any dating sim stuff in this one yet. So you haven't liked anything added since the DS? Pretty much. I mean, I, I don't Even know. Even though that, Awakening that, is probably what made it a big series. That one wasn't so... Which was the one that had the three games? I did not like that one. Fates? Yeah, Fates. Was not. I mean, I don't. Okay, really. I. I still. It's still a good game, right? But it's to me, it's very. It. It was the a weak one of the series. And then, Three Houses is all right. I for some reason, I like it. But I. That's a game I've. I've tried. I've started twice and then, couldn't keep momentum with for whatever reason. And then there's nothing on there to say. Oh, I don't like it. I. I liked it. I just. I don't know. I can't explain it. Where the other Fire Emblems, I was sucked in. Awakening, I I I, I really enjoyed, and I love the uh, everyone loves. I think the GameCube and the and the Wii Fire Emblems. Did you like yeah. the Echoes of Valencia remake? That one I have. That's one of the ones I haven't played. I have it, but I just haven't got around to it. I did play the other remake. It was all right. The Shadow. Shadow Dragon. Shadow Dragon. Yeah, Dragon. Yeah, I went and played and beat that. So most of all the I've I was doing pretty well where I was beating all of the fire emblems I played and then fates and and three houses I just couldn't couldn't do it for whatever reason. I I'm one of those dirty casuals that a lot of hardcore fire emblem people hate and that I didn't give a shit until uh, awakening and then everything mm. after awakening it was like bring it on. <laughs> I know you're not like that Jonathan but depending on who you talk to that old school fire emblem fans hate people like me <laughs> old school fire emblems fans hate this one new tr- person trick <laughs> no how do i make this click baby no i think I, three houses is a better game it's just i don't know i think after fate i just mm. no that they, they've kind of leaned into the whole oops all waifus petting the girl to wake her up softly and blow on them ah, this is just not what i want to do in a video game at least the tea parties were a little less cringy. Yeah. I guess. I was never but good yeah. at them, but I did like them. 
But yeah, it looks like wave one of the DLC is like all trinkets for boosts and stuff. And then um, the rest of them releasing before December 31st are all uh, more details to be revealed later. So you got that. Oh, with with wave four saying a new story. Do I get an actual VTuber avatar? Probably not. Boo. Um, And then another free free update. Elden Ring gets the free Coliseum update. It's out now. You can go go PvP with people in the Coliseums with different modes. Three on three and stuff. They were not open until now. Okay. Because those were driving me crazy. They drove everyone crazy. What's going to be in here? DLC. So, but it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not care about PVPs, uh, D- so I will not be booting back up. <laughs> I do not copy. care about D- PVP. I do not care for you and me. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I Doctor Seussian. <laughs> I will not fight you in Kalid. I will not fight you with this pot lid. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you should workshop that. That was pretty I, good. I'm got. Yeah, I got to keep working on it. <laughs> Um, do you care about Forspoken? Uh, that's the one where the lady goes through a portal and now she's in a fantasy land and has a bunch of rings on her arm and she's a big kung fu fighting lady now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a demo. There's a demo out now. I haven't tried it. It doesn't uh, look interesting. It looks very cinematic though, and so I would like to hear from people who are willing to try it because I'm not. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, I'm not gonna be probably not gonna get to this demo before it gets taken down. Um, oh, it's it the, it's a limited time one. What the heck, you know. Now I'm not. I should probably read. The oh, story. You're probably right. I just why do they do that? Um, so that they could take feedback and make tweaks to the game. Oh, and also data from the demo will not carry over to the main game. So yeah, I'm definitely not playing this eh, demo. Pass. Uh. But yeah, if if you guys are curious about Forspoken, there's a demo out now, and the game is going to release on January 24th. Um, that's definitely one I'm waiting for reviews from. Um, we've got uh, Dragon Quest Treasures online features detailed. So <laughs> you have the gang network that checks other players' profiles and participates in treasure hunts um, without needing an online subscription. And you can hide your own treasure or attempt to find hidden treasure by others by downloading their treasure data. This game's going to be mediocre, isn't it? Um, we've got a review later oh, on. We'll okay. find out. All right. Um, and yeah, treasure tours let players send their monsters to visit other players' bases and show, show off a piece of treasure. Oh, so, boy. Fun times. Um, Dragon Quest Treasures came out on... What was it Thursday or yesterday? I've completely yeah, glossed over that game. Wow. Um, I don't Eric really and know Mia. What it's, about it's Eric and Mia in a Dragon Quest Monsters game. I, I will have more to say when we get to the review. <laughs> but it only has twenty four monsters, says Anna, which is concerning. Mm. I, I thought there was a little more than that. Uh, that's what or, she, no, she's it's not what she just shouted at me from the other room. I don't know. But yeah, we'll get to. It's that in later. the review. We'll get to it. She says. Um. Sword of the Necromancer Revenant gets details media. Um, this is a 3D action RPG. It's a, what is it? A follow-up to last year's sort of just regular Sword of the Necromancer. Um, 
is that we've got a new trailer and some new screenshots for that. I never played Sword of the Necromancer. Did I play Sword of the Necromancer? You use your sword to resurrect defeated monsters as allies. No, I did not. Okay. So, seems interesting. Um, a release window has not yet been announced for the sequel, but we have new details. Um, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters DLC has released. Um, okay. 15 bucks, and you're fighting a new strain of the bloom. Is this one of the TRPGs? Uh, I'm not sure. There's so many Warhammer games. Sorry, yeah, so up. many to track. Uh, yeah, exactly. Even you can't keep them all straight. What about, do you care about uh, Space Marine 2 being announced at the Game Awards, Jonathan? It's news to me. I didn't know. Space didn't Marine that. 2 got announced at the Game Awards. <laughs> There's a trailer. No, I didn't play the first one. Oh, okay. It's it's funny because everybody thought the first Space Marine was like, well, that's a generic name for a game. But people and it's liked like, it. No. That was a popular one. It's like, no, Warhammer is the reason why there are Space Marines. <laughs> it's not generic. This is where the, yeah, this is where they came from. <laughs> no, it came from Aliens. Oh, really? They copied Aliens. <laughs> okay. I'm not surprised by that. I should. I'm, I'm well. I guess I am surprised by that, but I'm happy to be educated. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying that. I think a lot of that's uh, aliens inspired a lot of that. You know, StarCraft. I, I, I just 40K. didn't know what the timeline was. Like, I figured but, Warhammer was first, but aliens well, Warhammer been around for was. A while. I'm trying to remember when 40k. Yeah. Relative to. All right, we need the timeline of game references. If only there was a site dedicated to game tropes and stuff. <laughs> and other tropes and things on like TV, for example. I honestly think a lot of that stuff is uh, Ouroboros stuff eating its own tail. Mm-hmm. This begets this, which then space Marines this. were in the Bible. No, they weren't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a show title. <laughs> um, Trinity fusion coming to Xbox and consoles. Um, this is the sci-fi action roguelite RPG. Um, it was originally a, or it's undergoing a close beta on Steam right now and has a limited release demo on the Xbox store. The demo is available until December 12th, so probably by the time that gets posted, it'll be gone. And yeah, procedurally generated levels across a variety of biomes. Nobody seems to care. Don't care. Um, Amazon Games is releasing Blue, Pro- Blue Protocol in North America. That was shown at the Game Awards, too. So Namco Bandai is publishing through Amazon Games here for their um, free-to-play anime Genshin Impact competitor. Oh, so that's what this is like. Um, there's gonna um, this announcement comes with the reveal of PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X versions of the game, which will release alongside the PC version in the second half of 2023, and a closed beta will run for the PC earlier in the year. So yeah, this is basically just Bandai Namco Genshin Impact. I mean, it has classes that you pick, so I don't think it's like gotcha for characters, but it's I'm sure it's gotcha for something. Ah. <laughs> uh. Huh? It looks I don't have all the details, but my it's certainly appealing to that crowd with its art style. I see. And uh, my understanding is it is a predatory free-to-play game, but maybe I'm wrong. That'd be nice. So the developer 
213 a studio founded by um people that made murdered soul suspect and grand fate grand order um director <laughs> yosuke shikawa has announced a new project and i'm gonna butcher this name tsurugihime tsurugihime yeah tsurugihime yeah, that's pretty close i think that's i think we did okay um and what it's is it a 2d wait Sides, I'm sorry. Sides Not only is it hard action. to pronounce, it's hard to understand what it even is. <laughs> a side-scrolling action RPG with uh, character designs from people from Summon Night and music from people from the World Ends with You. Um, you have a hundred days to prepare for a final battle, and um, you have a crafting system and multiple endings. So this would be so, Surugi Princess, Surugi Princess, but I don't know what Surugi means. So, all right. Summon night so, people? Yeah. Wait, summon night people? That means Anna must be interested. Along with world so, ends with you people? Now Anna's definitely interested. <laughs> so the idea is that you have to spend 100 days to prepare, prepare for a battle and it has an extensive crafting system. It means sword princess. Oh, sword so this princess. is like a sword saint thing. So is this Chinese mythology, maybe? All right, well, whatever. Yeah. Being developed for PC. 2024. Kind of, it looks neat. Um, whether or not it has in- interesting gameplay, gameplay is another thing. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing that was announced at the Game Awards. Banishers, Ghosts of New Edens. Where you are a person who banishes ghosts and I guess your wife slash lover, who is a ghost, <laughs> helps you. Well, how do you how do you keep from banishing her? I He's looking for a way to free her. Which, okay. I don't know what that means, since... Alright, whatever. He doesn't want to release. banish her, because that would suck. But he can't leave her as a spirit, because that's going to go bad, too. She's probably going to go crazy and kill people. Um, Plan this... to release in late 2023. I guess this is the people who made, like, Vampire? Vampire? Oh, okay. The, the one where you have to choose to suck blood of people or not, and it changes the world and stuff, so... I see. Um, RPG Wayfinder was also shown at the Game Awards. Or sorry, it, the game is called Wayfinder. It is an RPG in theory. I don't really get how it works. It looked like a multiplayer game, action game. Yeah. But there's that. We've got Ruins Magnus DLC that's what, come out. This is what the, is uh, Ruins Magnus Magus? I never yeah, heard of that. <laughs> we talked about it. It was a VR action RPG that had a bit of a comedy bent to it all right and, is it good um i don't or know. am i asking for too much there like chris it's an rpg and it's on vr be happy that's it that's all you get <laughs> um this dlc expansion adds a new area with some towns and shops and stuff and a new enemy to defeat and it, the update is free so um if, if i ever boot up my oculus again i want to try it or I want to try this game because it looks kind of cool, but I haven't I haven't touched my Oculus Rift in like six months because it's I get way too hot and I can't see out my glasses when I try to play that and I need to get those lenses mm-hmm. for it. But I don't know if the official Oculus store supports my my prescription because it's so bad. Well, if you so then I would have checked? to find a huh. Well, you should check. Yeah, I need to. 
That was actually one of the reasons why I went and got new glasses. So <laughs> yeah, so that I could Sorry. get a new prescription. Sorry, our, somebody just posted in our chat, I want to offer promotion of your channel, viewers, followers. The price is lower than any competitor. The quality is guaranteed the best. Auto online, incredibly flexible and convenient order management portal. Everything's in your hands. Oh my gosh. We're getting Twitch spam, everybody. We made it. Am Woo! I a mod? Oh, I get that. I so I'm in my Madden online leagues, and we have to we have to stream our games just you know for for records. Everyone watches, make sure. And I'll have like two people watching, and those people get in spammy. They just they just go around every active. I think it's bots that just go around every active Twitch feed and spam their shit. It's really annoying. It is. Message deleted by a moderator. <laughs> okay. thank, thank you, mod. I... I think we have more mods than regular viewers in our channel. So, <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. All right, so we've got a, a new demo for Alterium Shift. What is that? This is um, a game inspired by classic JRPGs with heroes in training. Um, undertake a final test before going off on a mission to save the world from dark elves. Oh, so it's like every JRPG ever. Yeah, but it has an uh, interesting pixelated art style. It has fishing! We're in! Looks cool. It actually doesn't look like uh, RPG maker kind of stuff. Yeah, it's got JRPG a good SNES-era looking graphics, so check it out. Um, when can you play it? Right now, with the demo on Steam. Um, the full release is expected in late 2023. Oh, they have three separate paths, so it's one of these. Oh, cool. Those are cool. I should add that to my list of things to want to play and never get around to playing. Hey, that's what the wish list is for. Um, I think now we're into more of the kind of briefs. Um, Under Dungeon is launching in January. Uh, this is about... You are... Ooh, you are put in the role of delivery cat Kimuto on the first day of his job, and you explore the world of Kutopia. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. Did you I say Kutopia? Uh, when's that one it release? Is. Okay. That sneeze. Um, yeah, when's the January sneeze come out? <laughs> oh, did you hear the sneeze? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I muted. What was the release date? <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> That's what's funny, too. You had that false sense of security that you muted so you just really let that sneeze rip yep. too. <laughs> we have some kinks Chris, to work I, out with the mute me <laughs> i don't think you did you waste your money on this mute button or am i not configuring it right we know it was glitched out earlier so it may just need a restart of the software before it's going to work again or something like that uh, Okay, I will remember that. Yeah. I am sorry for sneezing in the chat, people. You have to get or... used to... I've had to to kind of look for and learn the signs of when it's not working right. But Okay, gotcha. I, I do tend to press the button and then, like, look over. Oh, did it mute the thing? Okay, cool. Sneeze. <laughs> okay. Um, You know, if we're on Skype later, we can try. Yeah, we can play with it. Some... it. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. It ain't perfect. It's software controlled. <laughs> it ain't perfect. <laughs> but uh, now that this, I know that this game stars a cat, my interest has peaked. It looks kind of cute. For a Under second Dungeon. there, I thought I thought it was for a second there. I thought it was made by the Ghetto Roboto people, but I guess not. No, just um, another black and white game with cats. Yep. 
I'm all for that. Uh, River City 2 Girls is launching next week, a sequel to River City Girls 1 that is a spinoff of the Kunio Kun Brawler series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to come out on December 15th for all the platforms. So, so did, did Anna like the first Kunio Kun? The River City Girls, you mean? You're, yeah, the first River City she Girls. She didn't like the combat. Okay. Got too hard. Aesthetic and stuff was cool. Um, and then we've got what looks like a Kiseki. Yeah, it's a Trails of Cold Steel um, anime, except it's from the enemy's perspective. Where your main character is the bad guy in this one from their perspective. And we don't know how it's going to (laughs) go. Like, is it going to, they going to come together? Or is this an alternate take? I don't know. They have a trailer you can watch and um, look forward to the anime, which starts on January 8th in Japan. I assume it will be on Crunchyroll, but I don't know. Um, I know that Josh said that the uh, Trails in the Sky anime was crap. So whether or not this one is of any quality. I mean, at least they're doing an interesting perspective. So that's something. Yeah. So I I guess we'll see. Um, Somebody will have to leave a comment and say say the quality. It's going to be a while. So got a month and then we'll find out. And, you know, now that I think of it, I should have put this more up top. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is launching in August. Oh, not Uh, June. Okay, cool. All right. We got some time. Got some time to finish Final Fantasy 16. Yep. We already talked about all of the different uh, feelies in the um, 235 euro collector's edition. Yeah, no thanks. What does that translate to in dollars? $269 for that one. Okay. I really do want that oversized metal D20, though. You can buy those for much less money. I, I know. I know. You can get ones that look expensive. even better than that. I mean, they, they tend to they be They are expensive, expensive, but like 40, 50 bucks is still a lot less than 269. True. Um, and you get to choose which one you like. That's true. Your husband can get it to you for a Christmas present. If he hasn't already. Yeah, see? Hint, and Vaughn. That- she wants a large tw- metal D20 for Alice to push off of a shelf. For Alice to break my foot with? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Pam says, yes, that Trails in the Sky, uh, Trails of Cold Steel anime will be on Crunchyroll. And Yuna says it takes place between Cold Steel 2 and 3. Okay. Oh, that'd be cool, too. Yeah. And then this last game that we have on our list, Path of the Midnight Sun, is going to release on January 10th. This has nothing to do with the Midnight Sun Marvel game. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first saw it. This um, looks like a it, visual novel thing. Yeah, but, kind of a visual novel slash RPG. It's got combat, too. Artwork. So it's like first-person dungeon crawl style battles, but not a first-person dungeon crawler. So I don't know. I do not like the little chibi artwork on the map. I see in that screenshot. Mm. It was kickstarted and it'll be 25 bucks. You can check it out. Uh, Another one for the wish list. And that is all of our headlines. Woo. All right. What's next? Uh, Release dates. Oh, I didn't prepare anything for release dates. Hold on. Let's, um, hmm. Let me go to the website. Let's go to our site and just go off what we have. New release roundup. Stuff that came out last week, Adventure Academia, The Fractured Content, Chained Echoes, which everybody on Twitch seems to be liking so far. This is like a 
uh, a very retro inspired RPG that that people are are so far reacting positively to from what I've seen. Um, Chain Echoes definitely has a scene that's inspired by Final Fantasy VI's fight with Ultros on the raft, along with many other sort of things. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures came out. Kinseed came out. Is that a Chemco game? No, Pixel Count Studios. Okay. And uh, next week, because I like to be ahead, get you excited for what's coming out in the next week, we've got Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt um, is getting its next-gen upgrade. So if you have it on like some PS5s and stuff, I think it's going to look better now. And River City Girls 2. I just found some oversized metal D20s that are about the size of a softball that are $500. Well, so... Oh, yeah, they can be expensive. For those ones, maybe do get the (laughs) Baldur's Gate. Oh, my gosh, that's huge. They weigh 12 pounds. If you scroll down, here's some sharp edge 55 millimeter D20 for 30 bucks. So you don't need it in metal it's a little less money why is metal so expensive probably the machine is oh they've got inlays okay yeah i i do like how pretty those uh um polished ones are if you go down kelly there's some brass ones for 90 bucks Mm -hmm. that are 50 millimeters um i I think there's some other options that would cost a little less I, I was just amused by the, the softball-sized one that was as much as a PS5 mm-hmm. that if you if you hucked, you'd probably break something, including mm. someone's face. Uh, if you huck it, you'd probably break your arm muscle. <laughs> oh. If, you, if you're okay with a 30 millimeter, you can get a steel one for 15 bucks. Alexa, what's 30 millimeters in inches? That's three centimeters. That's tiny. That's, what is that? That's worthless. So the 50 ones, yeah, 1.1 inches. Okay, she's giving me up to 20 points of, all right. How big are those top ones, Kelly? The $500 um, ones. I just had it open. They weigh over 12 pounds. Um, it doesn't say how big it is. It just says it weighs 12 pounds. Why are there no well, measurements? Well, look at look at the person's hand in the picture. I know it's like at least like five six inches, if not more. If you want to really nerd out, you'll see what the metal it is, what metal is, and what its density is. And they don't say what metal it is. It's some That's sort of true. amalgam or it's, cheap aluminum or who knows. One one hundred and fifty millimeters. Because if you uh, filter by that, then that's what okay. comes up. So and then are they even are they even pure metal or is it just some kind of core with a metal plating? Uh, what does it say? It says solid aluminum. Solid metal. Solid okay. aluminum. Wow. There it is. It's in the title. Solid aluminum. So yeah, you could see you could you could do some maths and nerd it out and figure out how how big it is. So that's five point I mean, nine inches. I mean, do the refinement and look at the picture of the, with the girl and the how those are as big as her head. I'm good. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> Yeah. Is this, why is this, this is another one, but different inlays. Yeah, those are too big. That's like bowling ball. Uh, it's not, but it's, it's too big. Cause I, I have that. a, I have a plush D20 that's about the size of a bowling ball. I and, mean, those are, yeah. oh God. No, I, I cut you off. 
no, I I use that one as a pillow for my switch. <laughs> I mean, some of those big metal dice I've seen them before, and they're, they're like a funny novelty, but they're so impractical. And then they just oh, like I know. bang the table around and knock shit over. So it's like, oh. Uh... Oh, I know. I, I'm sure you'll uh, piss somebody <laughs> off if you use one of those in their on their nice mahogany gaming table. Yeah, it's more like a cool little shelf ornament. So here's some 75 millimeter silver precision aluminum dies for 120, Kelly. Um, I mean, I don't. Big, I've seen some better looking ones than this, though. I don't. These are very plain looking. Well, yeah, they're expensive because just... they're precision. So I think we can do better. 75 this, millimeters not that large. I this think was just the first thing that came up when I googled oversized D20. How many? So for that. That Baldur's Gate, we're looking at what three, four inches. I didn't see what's the size it said because it's like two. Was it two point two four centimeters per inch, something like so that? So I think we're looking for seventy-five millimeter. That's around the right size if we're going around three inches. Vaughn, how big is your two point five four? Yeah, how big is your big D twenty? <laughs> yeah, tell us about your D twenty, Vaughn. <laughs> oh, oversized D twenties. All oversized D20s. 30, 34, 40, 50, 55, 75. All right, so we're going to pick 75 here. Here's all of their 75 D20s. It's a three-inch D20. Yep. Yeah, his is about 60 millimeters. Oh, that's too big. It's two and a half. Or, or actually, yeah. That's six centimeters. So we need 75. We need a bigger one. Um, Can we sort by... Best selling. What does everyone buy? Ah, okay. They buy this thirty millimeter one. That's half black, half red. This is all great pod podcast content. I want to. I want. Yeah, I don't. I like the ones with the nice borders, and none of these reasonably quote unquote reasonably priced ones have the nice borders. Here we go. One thirty, but they're hollow. Nah. I'm sorry, Kelly. We got to go with the one fifties. It looks like if we want it to look similar. To that Baldur's Gate one, so five hundred bucks. You're better off buying the Baldur's Gate edition. Yeah, I'm getting yep. a deal. You're getting a deal. <laughs> it's the only answer. Either that, or I can just be like, "Husband, make me a dice," and he will. Yeah, but D20 it's not metal. We want metal. Oh, Norse. Let's go to Norse Foundry. They're another good one, right? So, no, these look ugly. Come on. Because we actually started 3D printing our um, his own design. Um, cause the, the molds that he had made just as testers were just made off of Chessex dice. So he can't technically sell those, but he, um, started messing around with his own, uh, prints and stuff. And would you like a, Damascus steel, a 55 millimeter die for $1,200? H- how much does that weigh? <laughs> I don't know. I like these true metal dice as opposed to the fake metal. Zinc alloy. Here we go. Here's some zinc alloys. It's probably a better, cheaper way to go. Gen Con officially licensed metal dice with tin. Yay! Zinc alloy metal, 16 to 20 millimeters. That's a set for 40 bucks. Much more reasonable. Yeah, that that is much more reasonable. Oh, we can do the gemstones if you want. That's a thing, Tam. But as you know, and I have looked at them. Oh, Hold on, Norse Foundry has holiday deals. 
Let's see. Search for loop. Premium edition. What do we get? Um, pick a number between one and a hundred. The higher number doesn't always mean better the treasure. You get a dice chest, wood or aluminum, mystery dice, tray of holding, and other loot. It's a loot box. They're selling you a physical loot box. And they they list the chances. <laughs> 50 out of 100 gemstone, 35 out of 100 aluminum, 10 out of 100 nimbus, 1 out of 100 bronze nimbus, 1 out of 100 tongue skin, 1 out of 100 Damascus steel. So there's just as much chance of Damascus steel as bronze, even though Damascus steel is like 10 times the price. So I kind of like... Uh, I artists like, and dice used ahead. to make stuff, but I think they may have shut down. They would make dice out of crazy wood and bone I, I did a kickstarter way back when but i don't know if they survived covid gemstone boulders what makes it a boulder i don't understand this i think feel like there's dice terms i don't know versus gemstone singles there's a gemstone d20 but it's not a boulder whatever that means blue labradorite labradoodle light blue striped <laughs> agate Bronzite Purple Imperium Jasper. That looks cool, but would be hard to read. Yeah. These are um, neat. They're I, like 20, 25, 30 bucks because they're not precious gemstones. So these are neat. I mean, there's there's no shortage of different dice out there. I yep. I, I do personally I want a sapphire like, one that's never going to like go uh, dull on its edges. The the thing that I like most about the the uh, resin ones is that no two patterns are ever the same. So you're getting like a truly unique uh, resin is dice. just plastic though. Well, yeah, but it's ooh ceramic would be cool. Ooh, can I get bone china dice? If you go to Artisan Dice Facebook, they have graphite dice. They have all kind of special tusk and bone dice. There we go. Artisandice.com. They're still a thing. Like I'm ready to. Yeah, no, it's still a twelve thing, days but it's of not... dice miss. Well, what? So is it working? When I yep. try to go there, I can't get to the site. The dice box of many things. Here we go. For $93, you get a loop. Okay, you get one full polyhedra dice set crafted from a randomly chosen exotic wood. So these are wood dice in this one. Um, blah, 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 blah. And what else you get? An assorted D20 chosen at random. And one of our reliquary game. Okay, this is stupid. Come I want. I want cool dice. Give me some cool dice. Um, they have all kind of cool stuff. I don't know why I can't go to the website. Yeah, right but now. they're they're named Dragon's Dice versus like. Tell me what it is on the front. They will. Black Damascus dr- tungsten dragons, copper dragons dice, steel 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 sounds good. I like steel. It's all out of sight, out of stock. Okay. Why is this so hard to figure out? Like, I wanna I wanna buy some dice. Do you have to make it this hard? Really? Does it have to be this hard? What is bricks about? Artisan bricks. Bricks of what? That site doesn't even work. Okay. Big ass D20s. They got a section called Big Ass D20s, Kelly. Here we go. One Mammoth D20. By Mammoth, it looks like it's a 75 millimeter. So what do we got? You get... What do you got? What do you got? That's not that. I see that in the hand. That's not that big. How much is it? Where do I click? How do I buy? Big ass scale. I don't want scale. Just press... Where'd the... Make the go. Add to cart. What is it? What's it made out of? Is random? $63. Is it random? Or if it's mammoth, it could be mammoth bone. We're always looking for one mammoth. Hidden legend. 
Each run of big ass dice includes one crafted from fifty. So it's random. They randomly select from an assortment of D20s crafted from a variety of exotic woods. You get one of them, and one of the run is this really expensive wood, and maybe you'll get that. That sounds you can, like you can dumb. pick which material you want in some of their stuff. Yeah. Like some yeah. of it's really expensive. Maybe you can, but they're making it hard to find where you can. Well, if I I can't go to the I don't know how you're going to the website. I, I went to artist I went to Google and I typed artisan dice and it came up. Yeah, me too. And then it says the can't reach this page. Well, the internet's routing battle. To, Apparently I'm on the deep web. Cash. I'm on the deep web, the dark web. I'm on the dark di- I'm oh, on the dice web. That's weird. I'm on the worst web of all, the dice web. <laughs> um do, do we want to get into reviews? Yes. Before your wife comes and Jack Daniels me. whiskey barrel dice. Why? Wait. All right, go ahead. Do the reviews. Wait, what? Yes. They made dice out of Jack Daniel whiskey barrels. Does it still taste like whiskey if you lick it? I, it's $167 di- for us for us for a full set. Let's see. For just a D20, it's $42. I should probably just get me by a bottle of whiskey. Um, Why would you want for, a wooden die? It's just going to deform. Anyway, go ahead. Um, for, for We get a review for Front Mission First Remake. Who did this review? Paul Scarelli. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5, saying that um, it's got classic and modern presentation options, an urgent and moody soundtrack, and an extensive list of customizations for your Wanzer slash mechs. Um, negatives are no auto-equip or other quality of life improvements. The updated graphics are just okay, and voice acting would have been a nice touch. It's so weird to see a mono art in a sci-fi game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going backwards for some reason. Mm-hmm. We got a Dragon Quest Treasures review from right. our dra- our Dragon Quest aficionado, uh, Matt Mason. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5, saying that there's lots of treasures and quests to undertake, beautiful visuals, and excellent voice acting with a good story presentation. Um, the negatives, the battle system lacks any player agency or customization. There's far too few monster types, and most music is recycled from previous titles. I, The way he just was describing... 74 Dragon, monsters to fight and recruit. Yeah. The, the way he was describing Dragon Quest Treasures to me is that somebody wished on a monkey's paw for the exact opposite of um, Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> and that's where this came from. So it's not open world. <laughs> it has the national decks, but it's really small. I don't. I don't understand. It's not the exact opposite, but yeah. Well, okay. just you know, they were wanting uh, voice acting, and they got it. But then the music is recycled. Uh, there's hardly any monsters. I don't know where I was going yeah, with that comparison. Right. He. He was complaining a little bit about this game and um, where like some aspects sounded really fun, but then other aspects sounded really tedious, especially the lack of monsters. Which means it's another, you know, it might be good for you, might not. Yeah. Speaking of, what did Pokemon Violet and Scarlet get from us? Um, This was from Luis Mauricio. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Oh my gosh. How are we supposed to choose when we give them the same score? Um, so he played Violet, so he had Mira 
Miradion? Remember Rhydon? Rhydon? You're right on it. Okay. It's a pun. Um, so the use of Maridon is great. Um, it has enticing and varied Pokemon and the freedom to advance as players see fit. But yeah, it's hard to find a balanced path and there's no memorable characters or story. Um, I don't agree with that statement. I feel like the characters are memorable. The problem is that it's all backloaded into the back, like, fifth of the game. Mm-hmm. It is. You're not wrong, but... But that that back fifth was like really epic, and I really enjoyed it, and it kind of gave me allergies a little bit. And I gosh, I can't remember his name now, which is proving his point. The Ar- Arvin, you know, I thought Arvin was kind of a jerk at first, and then once you get to know him, you realize why he was kind of mean to you and mean to your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just I liked his character development, but. I, I, f- I feel like I would score this four out of five just based on enjoyment, but yeah. I guess then having to take off for the really big technical issues would yeah. make some no. sense. No, I agree. I think this could have been easily a 4.5 out of five if they would have had more time in the oh. oven to fix some of the graphical yeah, issues. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't four and a half out of five in my head just because of those issues, but yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got a Romancing Saga Menstrual Song Remastered Review by Morello Zerbinato. Okay. That must be a new staff member. Oh, yeah. All right. Morello Zerbinato. Okay, cool. They gave it a 3.5 out of 5. A uh, treat for those wary of traditional RPGs. Appreciable quality of life improvements. Challenging battles even for veterans. And replay- replayability at its finest. Um, the negatives are over-complex systems beg for an external guide. Uh, lacking a cohesive central narrative, which is par for the course for all Saga games. <laughs> and it's insanely hard and unfair for the unaware, which is also par for the course for most saga games kelly there's one game i want to know how it reviewed this week and that game is soccer story well this was by alex fuller our editor-in-chief <laughs> he gave it a two two out of five. Oh, the chemco um, get published game didn't do well what a shock um cute world plenty of puzzles and challenges but has a flawed match engine P- certain puzzles and challenges are frustrating and there's technical difficulties Ah, oh well. And Azuma Eleven, it ain't. <laughs> oh, it's not Chemco, says Severin. I don't know why I thought it was. Because right. it looked like Chemco. <laughs> um, I thought that was the one Anna was telling me was Chemco related, but I guess maybe there's another sports thing that was Chemco published that's in my head. Shows what I know. First week back, messing things up. Sorry, folks. Ah, uh, it's. Oh, fine. they did a golf one, right? Oh man. Because everything's a Kimco game to Chris says Tim. All right. So what are you going to play this week is what I have to ask you. Now that you've heard the reviews, you've heard what's coming out. Kelly. Um, More Dragonflight. And I'm going to start working on, on trying to catch those legendaries and Pokemon. Um, what, Once I unlock five-star battles, I'm going to be taking a break from the game. Cool. Uh, Well, you need to unlock six-star battles. That's That's the highest one to unlock. Oh, there is? Yeah. I just know that five star battles had some of the ones like Gengar that were kind of a pain to find normally. Um, and Jonathan, what are you going to be playing in upcoming weeks? Finishing up everything on Tactics Sucker Reborn. That's first 
And then after that, I have some choices to make. Yeah, you do. Am I going to get in the wow? Am I going to continue Trails in the Sky? Am I going to do... Am I going to get out of take an RPG break and play some kind of PC strategy sim game? I've been kind of think, getting an itch for one of those. I don't know. We'll still have to find out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play more WoW. I don't think I'll be playing... Well, I play some Vampire Hunt uh, Survivors as well. I'm progressing towards the end of that. Currently oh, yeah, working well, on... I- Go ahead. Bought that too recently. I was gonna play. I'm currently stuck in the bone zone. I can't beat it. But I love getting stuck in the bone zone. <laughs> oh baby! <laughs> Literally the name of a stage in the game. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so thanks everybody. We're gonna catch you next week. Um, did we come up with a question of the week? Nothing good, right? Nothing that really blew our stuff away. I would say, it, what what games are you looking to get for Christmas? Yeah. What okay. do you want for Christmas or holidays, whatever, presents? What do you want things people to give you? What's on your wish I, list? The the top thing is a plush Minecraft cat that I don't have. That, that is not a video game. Cute and cuddly. It's uh, video game related. You don't need another Minecraft cat. Yes, I do. Okay. This one looks really cute. All right. Well, write that in on the, the website, rpgamer.com. Catch us uh, on our streaming twitch.tv slash rpgamer got people going all the time every day we got multiple streams going it's real fun hang out with us talk games and um harass phil all right we'll see you all next week till then bye everybody bye bye see you